111. I'm BJ Ryan, episode 128, sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Um, we're doing some social distancing today. It's a remote Zoom edition of the 11. And uh, on the screen in front of me, I'm looking at the one, the only Perth racing guru. G'day, Terry. Good, good morning, Bernard. How are you? Pretty, pretty good. I'm sitting here at the Belmont City Library. Just oh. uh, is that um, near the racetrack? Is it at the racetrack? Uh, no, it's not at the racetrack. That'd be nice though. We probably should get back mm. to Ascot sometime soon. Maybe, mm. maybe even have um, get the new CEO James Oldring on the show. That might be a good idea. Have a chat about uh, um, everything Perth racing related. So mm-hmm. that might be an idea for future editions of the One One. But um, what's going on with you, Terry? How are you feeling today? Ah, uh, look, just taking it, just taking it one race at a time, BJ. Taking it one day at a time. That's all you can do. So a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of an influenza, as hit us here at Helm Street mm-hmm. in uh, in sunny Mount Pleasant. But you know what? We're we're pretty tough animals out this way, and there's 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 some win- winners to find. So hearty breed, um, okay, hearty breed. Party breed, yeah. exactly right. Yeah. I'm um, celebrating the Quinella yesterday. Um, my, my computer cut out, but I presume that first law and you had got past uh, dance session. <laughs> I didn't see the final hundred. I'm just presuming they ran one, two. Which one won? <laughs> I, w- I wish I could say it was new had, but no, uh, no. Mitchy Pateman inspired um, dance session. Just We just couldn't claw it back. Couldn't call no. it back. So. Incredible stuff, really, isn't it? Good on him, though. Good little purchase. Mm. I think they're just. I think with that horse, it's probably the greatest advocate. A lot of us are quite big on um, horses not being ridden to uh, their strengths, and I think I just think at times potentially lacked uh, when he rode it for um, for the Taylors. He was just a little bit. A little bit quiet on it. I think it's a horse you just had to ride for speed, and yeah, it, it'll find its level and we'll get to a point. A bit like Mervin, but mm-hmm. it probably won't get to Mervin's level, but it'll get to a point where it just can't win anymore with weights and times. But yeah, until then, good on him. Done well. Done well. Two and a week. I've gone to coaching up. Yeah, definitely. Off seven days as well. Yeah. I never like those tearaway sprinters off short backups. I like them fresh. So I actually gave it absolutely none. So it was a um, you know, disappointing race. Mm. You've had a few placings in the last week or so, Terry. Yeah, always, broom, material always the bridesmaid. Oh, I'll tell you what. You have first, first law. Yeah. Yeah, advocate. Yeah, we've got BO on uh, Sunday. Be optimistic. That'll just, that'll just be weird. Material witness. Oh, that was heartbreak. I yeah. Know, I didn't know what to back in the last. I had a few too many frothies. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to. I'm going to lump some of me bold success. By the way, I enjoyed bold success. Uh, I'm going to lump some of me bold success winnings on. Um, and how was your? The two best got up at what price? Five and six. Yeah, six and eight. eight I think it was somebody six and eight? Oh, wow, that's one of our listeners wrote on um, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, if we want to use boosts, that'd mm. be that'd be good. But um, yeah, no, the uh, I decided to lump a, a little whack of it on material witness and uh, got a bit excited. But um, at least he's at least he's back, and we know the secret. I think it's fresh runs over the thousand, so might see him again in a few weeks' time. He can elongate a lengthy campaign. Very good. Yeah, it was good to see you ever so briefly at the races last Saturday, but um, it was Belmont Sprint Eagles Day. Eagles went well. Eagles- <laughs> No, it went uh, super. Yeah, yeah. Well, we won the uh, we won the mid season draft, so that's good. Um, yeah, I like the look of him. He looks like he's got a little bit of mongrel because mm. at the moment we got no mongrel. We have got nothing. No one's really 
No one excites me. I don't know. I've never seen this bloke kick a footy. I've only seen a picture of him. I thought, yeah, he's got a bit of mongrel. This kid's got some mongrel. So he's going to lead our uh, – he's going to lead – I just name him Skip now, to be honest with you. I just just put him in the leadership group at worst. Just get him straight in there. Yeah, so we went to uh, my father and my daughter Isabel. We went to the races. Uh, we were hoping to cheer home Red Cam man to victory in the Belmont Sprint. He got beat devastating fashion and then we uh headed across the road looking forward to like a competitive performance from the eagles sort of thinking maybe eight goals two goals a quarter it was looking okay at half time um just okay and then everything fell apart so it was a pretty demoralizing kind of day on uh, on saturday terry but um yeah but uh all in all we um it was good to be back at the track um belmont park had, had a bit of uh, atmosphere um, especially while the while the Dockers were playing as well, they were going good. But um, but just mm. touching on the the feature, the Belmont Sprint, um, been through all the numbers, um, even the um, just just the breakdown of, of the whole day. Um, the lead lead times were so slow; um, they walked basically for the first seven races, and then um, that just got turned completely upside down in the in the Belmont Sprint. Um, I think Redcam Man. And Massimo were traveling eight or nine lengths faster than average to the 800 and quickened again to the 600. And um, it just it just was set up for something to get last crack at the leaders. And there was only one horse good enough. And what an incredible victory from God has chosen. Last on the fence, CJP just sort of weaving through, just sort of ghosted through without being impeded or having been held up at all, which was key. Didn't have to go around them, cut through, and uh, just got over the top of Red Can late. Uh, I think he's a bit stiff, Red Can. He's running to Elite Street twice, and now he's running to God Has Chosen. So he might just mm. be um, just in that infor- unfortunate situation where he's just um, running to Elite Street, an established star, and God Has Chosen, a uh, definite uh, future star. So, um, yeah, what'd you make of the, the big one, the Belmont Sprint, Wait for Age? Yeah, it was a good win. It was, in, it was a race that was an entitlement to win um, for a horse like that, but it's still won with real authority. But, I mean, I don't know. Do you want to win? It's Now it's a wait for age only horse, really. It's going to carry or unless you go to a group one handicap. So, I don't know. What are you going to get? It's going to be a fifty in the Hyperion, probably get another three points, two points winning the Hyperion. So, I don't know. As we just spoke about pre-race, and we neither of us gave it a huge chance, Um yeah, we just thought, is it a race you really want to win? So now you have won it. Very exciting the way you've won it, but could you have attacked things a little bit differently with maybe a bigger goal in mind? And now you've maybe put your bigger goal in jeopardy by carrying more weight. So I don't know, <clears throat> but the win was great. And um, there's a few other notable performances. I think anything down the middle of the track that made ground really take notice of because um, it just seems to be, I don't know what the reason is, every single meeting apart from the opening day at Belmont that <clears throat> you can make ground through horses um, and closer to the fence, but coming wide, you seem to really peak on your runs, mm-hmm. and it seems to be a real common theme, even with the good, even with the good ones. Um, I keep harping on it, but the best example is that final series and um, and Grey Mistress and Mister Cobra race. I think that's a a great example of it. And so, it just uh, being drawn is very important. But um, I'm looking forward to the meeting early doors in time at Belmont where we go, she's look at the middle. It's playing hot down the middle because there will be some value to be had and basically everything we discuss on the podcast, basically throw it in the bin mm. and find some value out the back to get central because there's a lot of horses that are going better than it looks. They're just on parts of the track where they can't win. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, that the, the lane's coming to play so early in the Belmont season. Mm. Um, 
Just touching on God has chosen last last week's episode, a couple of people sort of mentioned that. Um, so what did, what did I think of the God has chosen play, placement after it won? And my point wasn't so much that I didn't think it could win. I actually thought it it was one of the winning chances. It was whether or not it was in the horse's best interest long term to win the win the Belmont Sprint at weight for age. So mm. just to quantify that, what I was talking about, God has chosen what had an internal handicappers rating of 90 um, prior to the Belmont Sprint, and now he rates 106. So that was a 16-point penalty for winning $100,000 in stake, stake money. So just to put further context on that, um, Western Empire won the railway as a 100 rater, and then he got subsequently re-rated to 110. So if if this was last year, the minimum of the railway last year was exactly 100. So if God has chosen how to won the Belmont Sprint last year, it would have been meeting a horse like Western Empire three kilos. It would be having to give Western Empire three kilos in a railway, which is, you know, which is just not, it's not smart. So um, especially if you're, if that's the pathway that you're heading down. Um, I don't know the exact future of God has chosen, whether they want to go to Melbourne, whether they're entertaining offers from Hong Kong, whether they just, whether he's whether they just want to get as much um, prize, accumulate as much prize money as they could, whether they don't even care that it's got a, now it's got a rating of one hundred and six. But um, my point of view, if, if you're targeting a, targeting a race like the the railway, like he's effectively three kilos off the limit now. So um, mm. and and then if he wins the Hyperion in the Strickland, he's probably going to finish his prep as a one ten raider because he's likely going to be taking on Massimo next start at least. So if he beats him again, who's a 1-7 Raider, he's going to have to come up above him. So ballpark figure, he's a 1-10. So he's going to be effectively the same rating as a, as a, as a Western Empire for having won, you know, two group threes um, during the Belmont winter. So um, that's my that was my the point that I was trying to make last uh, last Saturday. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I guess I – guess, it, it might not become a factor for God has chosen. He might be able to step into weight for age. He might end up at Lindsay Smith's Victorian stable and take all before him. But from my point of view, if you're targeting a race like the railway, I just didn't think that that was t- tremendous placement. And as a result, the handicapper had no option. When you're beating Red Cam Man and Massimo and Valarode at weight for age, then you're going to have to get a serious spike in your rating. So, But he's a serious horse and, um, yeah, we'll see what happens from now on. Um, yeah, as I said... Red can um, Tash Faithful just just kept him out of trouble and just tried her best not to not to get held up or not not to get impacted. She was on a bit of a hiding to nothing really, being a pickup ride, and um, the last thing that she needed to do was to I guess get pinned in leaders back and not being able to get out. So she had to be mm. really, really aggressive on Red Cam, and there was only one horse good enough to to take advantage of that, and that was God has chosen with a bit of a a Red Sea parting type situation from the 400 mm-hmm. home. But um, that's what CJP does. Sometimes he doesn't work for him, but it certainly worked for him on that occasion on God has Chosen. Yeah, I can completely agree. Um, yeah, forget the penalty, I guess, just on the winner side. Very exciting stuff going forward. Just, um, yeah, if you can hold out, dig deep at the mile, that'll be his next big task. I think. <laughs> just quickly, we've been speaking about this a bit, but just looking at the Vince Cardi numbers from Saturday lead times, so race one, they went four lengths slower than average to the 800. Race two, 13 and a half lengths slower. That was Tiff's lab. They actually, in the, the thousand, they rolled along a bit. So that was only just just basically benchmark, Old Bailey. Blow me out in the, uh, in the 1400 race four, went 9.3 lengths slower than average. Success play, the following race, 7.8 lengths slower. 
They were all, but in all fairness, these were all races. We said that would go yeah. successful. I didn't want to lead. The previous yeah. blow me out doesn't want to lead. Like these were all race. Wacken, we're actually talking to Stevie Parnham out there on Saturday. It was very, we were discussing the Wacken tanker. Wacken tanker. Um, yeah. Why? Why just Lacta had a desperation to, it was more me saying this, by the way. I yeah. uh, had a desperation to to hand up on Wacken tanker. And if you backed Wacken tanker, you would have been diamond. Billy Ray's ended up in the breeze. Mm. Well, that's not, we had Billy Ray closer to the 1 1. Yeah. Even, even three pairs back type things. So, um, yeah, it's it's basically. I, everyone was saying to me on on course, oh, how leader bias? How lead, I said, I don't think it is leader no. bias. I think it's just closer to the fence bias. And there's just been certain races been run a certain well, way just, early, which is favoured certain horses. So. Race shape, like um, Bombay style. You, ne- you need to be you need to be brave. Like if we're gonna, a great example of a race yesterday was. Um, Holly Watson was really brave in the Apprentice's Challenge yesterday with Sun's Fear. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Taj went around him and I was cursing Holly a little bit on the turn. I thought, oh, just go around and be better than him. But I think being closer to the fence yesterday was massive. Yesterday it was way bigger than it even was on Saturday. Um, Where was the race? That, that, one, that one of the race. It was just, yeah, once again, it was hot. It's, it's pretty crap racing, but you've just got to go with it, you know. And, yeah. Um, yeah, you just got to roll with it rather than try and try and beat the pattern. You've just got to, yeah. What did I say last week? No one. No one no one makes money being a hero. So. Yeah, yeah. So just, mm. just, so just furthering that last, last point of this Bombay style led and won fifteen point four lengths slower than average to the eight hundred. Um, the staying race Shadow Girl led them up eleven point six lengths slower than average. Stella Fair in the thirteen hundred won by featherweight seven point two lengths slower than average. Then it, then it sort of turned upside down in the Belmont Sprint. Then they went even in the uh, the last race of the day, the thousand there. So just interesting, isn't it, Terry, that they that they go so that they went so slow, but there was no mid race moves. There was no moves. Nothing nothing happened. So I don't mind it. No mid race moves rarely come off. So I'm not. I never. I think jockeys get blamed too much for not putting in a mid race move. Like you're just going to upset connections. You're not going to get the riding. But you, even just, I completely even get just, that. Even just improving three wide into the race with, with it's more just coming out of the gates and some of the defensive efforts you see. Like I. I don't want to pick on certain hopes. Where are we going to? Uh, like you watch Taj Dyson with Oldham. He came out the gates and jumped near first, desperate to snag. You watch Jason Whiting on Baby Blues. He came out first. He was desperate to snag. You watch. Um, there's just 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 not going with your horse's pace and allowing it to jump and go. Don't don't rev it up. Just go along at your. Um, I was looking at that horse's name when I said that. Actually, mm. it's quite funny. Uh, don't go. Just go along at, at your own tempo. There. Sometimes if they say ride it quiet, it doesn't mean you have to snag and be out the back. Like get the horse in a rhythm, but landing three horses closer and yeah, you give yourself a chance to win it. But anyway, um, fifty kilos too heavy to be a jockey. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't I haven't checked this. This is just sort of spitballing, but. I wonder if there was a headwind or something that the jockeys were super no, super no, conservative. No headwinds. Some of these- no, there's a, only headwind for the meeting has been at the opening meeting of the season, which is probably okay. worth noting because that's been the fairest deck thus far. It's the only headwind we have seen, and I think the the headwind for me is when it's a northwesterly. Mm-hmm. The only northwesterly we've seen this season was opening day, so I'm actually really looking forward to another northwesterly. We don't get one on Saturday either. Well, just going through the winners before we leave this meeting, which, yeah, is, let's, which, yeah. which, which is furthermore to what you, you're saying. So, top of the pops is a bit of an outlier. He sort of came well. Vamp, well, that it should have, and it, it would have been beaten by the one I backed. This is a little whinge. I don't care, vampy, vampy. But it was, but he lacked uh, again on fashion stakes. Watch lacked uh, desperate not to lead, and he mm-hmm. cost. And then that also stuffed up the one you tipped. Upper limits, mm-hmm. who went super. Like upper yeah. limits and vampy. They should have Cornell. I can't even remember its name. Vampy, vampy at play, play, vampy, yeah. Yeah. vampy at play. They should have Cornell the race probably, but. Upper limits couldn't cross, but then Lactar didn't really hand up. Like, 
just the, just the the desperation not to lead was so evident and so wild there that it, and especially on a two year old who's mm-hmm. probably educated to jump and run, it just didn't make any sense. So Zafira was outside leader. Yeah, um, they're always going to walk that yeah, race. Premium choice was one one. That that was just better than yep. that doesn't see. They, that's why people. I just don't think it mattered early doors. Like races were run as they had to be. Billy Ray was outside leader. Yeah, it was just better. Uh, Shake the bloom was three back the fence. It was just better than him. Yeah, Bombay style lead. They were all very bad. And look, Bill, who ran second and third? Leaders back, Lone Hand, Larry yep. Breeze, great powers, 50 to 1, 20 to 1. That's the first race, even though they went slowly, where yeah. it was like, well, that's definitely something going on here. Because yep. even um, though they went slowly, they're three roughies that have gone one, two, three. Bold success outside leader. Eurasia was leaders back. Um, featherweight was leaders back. God has chosen was last offense. And Eeyore Ways was basically leaders back, which was a surprise. So I yeah, guess- Featherweight was the right of the day, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, but you're just, just further to your point about- um, being close to the fence, um, being in those those that sweet spot there, um, uh, I guess well, three lengths, uh, three horses off the fence, sort of thing uh, in the straight and following the rail as much as possible. That seems like the place to be at, at this at this early stage of the Belmont season. And again, it was further um, exacerbated midweek yesterday, didn't it? It was hard to hard to come down the middle and, and impact. So yeah, um, it's pretty ordinary. Yeah. So anyway, we'll see. Uh, the rail is back to the one meter this Saturday. Uh, no true yet, Terry. No true. So, no, nah, it's is, clearly cool. Which last is very season, every time it was at true, the rail was red hot. So, okay. Um, yeah, I'd say they haven't got that. All right. So, right, bef- yeah. Before we move on into our preview for uh, Racking to a Stakes Day, big thank you to Liam Peters, who gave up his time to come on the, the show uh, last Thursday and have a chat about everything Peters investments related. And he mentioned that there's a another sale, a dispersal sale. Um, that uh, he will be uh, managing in the coming weeks, so keep an eye out for that. But it was good to good to chat to Liam, and I imagine that we're going to be hearing his name a lot more in the near future, Terry. Yep, we certainly will be. Good lad. Yeah, good lad. And he gave us gave us plenty. So um, yeah, thanks again to to Liam and um, getting a bit more of an insight there into the uh, the famous Cerise and White operation there. And um, yeah, well, you're welcome back anytime. Now, uh, all right, that is. Um, all right, preview time. The guru is under the weather. Let's get rolling, eh? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Racking to a Stakes Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, Zoom edition of the 1 1 Your West Australian Racing Podcast, episode 128. It's Thursday, the 2nd of June, and it's about 11 30 a.m. Carnarvon are in action today. It's Belmont and the second brew meeting this Saturday, uh, Pinjarra Sunday, and it's WA Day, public holiday Monday, and we're heading to Northam for the WA Day Cup meeting. Terry, you had a runner at Broome last Saturday, Advocator. Do you, um, did you get involved at all? Did you have a play at all? Opening day? Uh, I was there with Bradley and I got out to the seven bucks. McManus, who was involved? McManus, uh, Adam McGrath, I was just getting involved. We thought, you know what, let's let's have something on this late. Had absolutely no idea uh, how it would go. And I uh, just couldn't reel in the hot pot, but at least as uh, the most important thing is we handled the dirt. So I think we're backing up on Saturday. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed we can uh, get Advocator off the mark. Good luck. Good luck. And BJ, don't forget to stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition. And don't forget, um, coming up later in the show, we have our, uh, what are we What are we calling it? Just just back to the Champs First Challenger, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Just back to the standard. Timmy, Timmy Gear. Timmy G. Timmy G. He's looking for win number four. I'm looking forward to having this man on the show. It's Dane, Daney, 
Hollingsworth <laughs> coming on the show. Daney Hollingsworth, also Dane Hollingsworth, you may be known as, uh, giving up his valuable time. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to having DH on. All right, Timmy versus Daney uh, on this week's edition of the Mastermind. Timmy going for four straight. Betfair Edge, Terry, I know you're not feeling the 100% today. Will the Betfair, are you be cracking out the Betfair Edge tomorrow? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, mate. Through, through great adversity comes great success. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was Gandhi. Um, yeah, we, we certainly will be. They're in the process of getting a guest at the moment. I've just given them a little list. So we'll uh, we'll see what they come up with. But, um, yeah, no, we've been uh, enjoying the Betfair Edge. Good fun. Fitzy. He's a character. Switzner. 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 With a P. Okay. All right. It's uh, Reckon to a Stakes Day, Sunday, June 4. Uh, the rail is in the one metre position. We've got a maximum 18 degrees, partly cloudy. Um, southeasterly is light around um, during the afternoon. There's no rain forecast. We're expecting a good for surface. Terry. Very light race to kick things off. Let's get rolling. Eh? Race one is the – here we go. The free entry to Belmont Park Handicap. Oh, still. It's, yeah. I was going to message you before I went in last week and I said, how much cash do I need to take to get in, BJ? <laughs> like, how much is it? $50, $60? But just got there and I was in front. Just walked through the door. Yeah, it's incredible stuff um, by mm. Perth Racing. How good was it? Is it just to walk into Belmont and not have to pay? Like, you, yeah, yeah. just you're off to a flyer. Every time you go out to, to they should be they should be doing that at the Stadium. Well, <laughs> yeah. ago, I'll tell you what. That's not that's not. They should, so. be, they should be handing out pineapples <laughs> as they walk through the door. <laughs> Every hundred point loss should be a hundred bucks per per person that sat through it all. So, <laughs> dearie me. Oh dear, uh, things can only get better, mate. But um, I, I'll tell you what: when you when you're uh, when you get in free entry to Belmont Park on a Saturday, you just have to smile and um, to <laughs> <laughs> so to get things. Uh, underway, we've got a five-horse cracker, 2,200-meter staying contest to uh, to kick things off. Prince Turbo, the uh, one of the feel-good stories of the year, come back from all sorts of issues. Jason Miller has has somehow got this eight-year-old back, and the way that he's going, you can almost argue he's in career best form. Terry. Yeah, um, yeah, he certainly is. He's uh, done a tremendous job. Gave him the three trials um, where he, geez, that shake the bloom trials looking like uh, better form ones, mm. isn't it? As that's uh, as that's gone through, but um, yeah, no, he's he was good in the Diggers Cup. Uh, Sentimental Queen brained him, then a bunch of them sort of a bit of a group finish behind that, uh, and then came out in the Eurythmic. They went mad. He was the one sitting out the back. He was always going to be the beneficiary of that tempo. The only thing I'm going to say about that Eurythmic Victory BJ is the horse that ran second. Um, it was this was good. an 84. It was it an was 84 good. plus. Brother Paddy, I think, was a 69 rater going into it. Mm-hmm. So it's effect- he's effectively beaten a class five runner. Um, six wins, actually. So he's effectively beaten sort of a 60 plus galloper. You know, a horse that would carry. Uh, 58, 59 in a 60 plus. So got to have a slight query on that. Um, the calendar's meant that they haven't been able to give him a run, which mm-hmm. is always a little worry for me. Um, so 28 days between runs. Yeah, just always a little worry, but it's this, I would, well, I'm presuming this would have to be by, uh, due to the calendar, not yeah. by, the, not, not due to a setback that he hasn't had a run for that period of time. He'll be very popular here, but, um, I, I, I might be going Manny, BJ, but I haven't marked him favourite. 
Um, he's, got this, he's, he's got the he's got the sixty kilo. Hey, he's a dollar fifty five at the moment, just for for everyone. Yeah, I have a marked in favour, and I am I am a little <laughs> stuffy in the head, so some of my markets are probably a little bit wild. <laughs> um, all right, well, there's but, only five runners. We can go through all of them. What are we well, we, we don't need much time. I'm I'm um. And I'm just wheeling me prices up. I'm $51 dude man bro and $35 stock taker. So mm-hmm. needless to say, it's a three-horse race um, we can narrow this down to. Barrow Magic will go straight to the top and uh, he will lead. Um, he can do it at his own pace. And the good thing for Barrow Magic here is he can use stock taker and dude man bro who are likely leaders back and the breeze as little roadblocks because they should be the stoppers. But in such a small field, the other two can get going and time it as necessary. But um, you know that double digit BJ – and that is the way we're going is double digit. Double digit has not um, had a senior jockey on since the, is it the 2021 Perth Cup on the 2nd of January, 2021, when running sixth in the Perth Cup with Ryan Hill aboard. How's that? Is that right? Ben, Christy, Christy, Kate, Kate, Holly, Jet Tom's Fortage. Wow. Has not had a senior hoop on for yeah, a year and a half. So uh, I found that quite incredible. Now, you, what anyone that looked at the early noms would have seen Ashley Maley also had Sluice Box in here. Yep. Sluice Box has come out and gone to a different race. This race is probably more suitable for Sluice Box over the journey. I know we probably just want to have them all against each other. I think but it was, I I think it was a, a rating thing more than anything. What, what is Sluice Box rating? What is – oh, you're a 74. He's got Stock Taker in. This is a 66. Yeah, but I think so, you need Stock Taker. Yeah, so it depends, what he, sure. depends what he was after there. I mean, he only was three points out of its grade. And I think with a horse like Sluice Box, if you can get more $80,000 wins, you take him, even if it costs you three more points, you know. Yeah. Those opportunities don't yeah. come around. Yeah. It might have been separating, but I, I do think – that and he was interviewed. He said double digits going well. He's just been waiting for a staying race. Like he would have known there was a seven day backup here, and, and this was a great. I mean, he could have used Taj again. He could have got down to the fifty three, continue with his apprentice thing. But I think this is where they're getting serious with double digit. Yep. Um, double digits. Last couple of wins. Chris Parnham was on. Beat Mackenzie Brook. Paddy Shadow. Like double digits. A proper little stayer. He, he's fit as a fiddle now. Um, Clint Johnston Porter is just just the biggest booking in the world. Forget he went around last start. The center of the track was off, and he got caught deep from barrier four. BJ, it was just a, uh, it was a very very ugly little watch. Um, look, just off the twenty days with the four kilos on Prince Turbo, if they sprint together, um, I reckon that double digits a big chance. I, I've basically marked them equal favourites. I'm, I'm two thirty versus two sixty okay. with double digit and and Prince Turbo. I reckon if they sprint together, that double digit can knock off the hot pot here. And um, yeah, I'm pretty pretty keen to have a bet. I said if it was three dollars plus, I'd be happy to get into a bet. We're going to get five fifty. It looks like at the moment, mm-hmm. so. Um, off we go. I'm not as short as you, but uh, I was double, oh, I was well. double digit 450, and I knew mm. that Prince Turbo wouldn't be um, a bet for me. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to um, hitch my wagon, and uh, I'm going to have something on double digit as, digit oh. as well. Um, oh I've been tracking him all prep. I thought he was going to win one, and then there, there was a race that he ran second to Barra Magic. I thought that was just about his day. So I had something on him each way that particular day. He ran second, really good run behind Barra Magic. Thought his, thought his uh, effort behind God has chosen, watch me dance and media baron two back was solid. And then the other day, just com- last Saturday, just complete forget run. So from one CJP, this is seven day back. This up is as well. this Ash Maley, money Maley. 
they're uh, the stables uh, in a sweet spot at the moment. So, yeah, I'm with you, mate. Double digit. This has got all the signs, doesn't yeah. it? Like this, yeah. and I reckon, I actually reckon this will be walloped in betting. That's that's a guess more than anything. I just think Prince Turbos has to drift out to a dollar eighty, dollar ninety. Dude, man, bro, on stock taker can't possibly be backs. Barra Magic six points out of its grade. It could be supported. I can see that. Um, I'm 680 Barra Magic, 650 at the minute. Um, but yeah, I suspect the five bucks and above double digit will look a very, very, very good price by the time they jump. And uh, don't underestimate like Jet and Taj, they're both riding okay, but don't underestimate how much benefit you are getting from Clint Johnston Porter going on and what he will get out of the horse in the straight. Um, So I'd love to see it sprint with Prince Turbo. I think it'll be interesting. An example, that was that horse of Kersey's, that one yesterday. Mahalio. Uh, Mahalio from Three Back the Fence. He was – he – he committed to the cutaway at the top of the straight where others others wouldn't. He had full momentum up, drove it to upset victory. You're talking about where Lacto wouldn't. Um, one <laughs> thing I want to talk about that, we will talk about this race in a sec because mm. there's some horses from that uh, coming up soon. But um, we looked at that race midweek going, how good is this? This is going to be the best form reference. You know, that was Hammer Mill, Colossal, um, Desert Vixen, Seduce yep. Me. Yep. What's happened is... We've then seen another horse first up. Mahalia goes good, not mm-hmm. great. It's a good enough horse, and it's come out and beaten them all as well. So straight away, maybe that form reference isn't that good. I reckon Desert Vixen just might not be that good. Was my Marlena the le- leader in that race, ran third? Last week. Uh, yeah. Previous, not not yesterday, last time. Yeah, last, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Colossal won my Marlena and Hammer Mill down the outside. That's right. um, yeah. yeah. I think the entirety of WA was on Hammer Mill yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I- I'm – yeah, when you're talking about um, CJP versus some of the three kilo claimers, like it's it's significant. It's significant. It can be like yeah, you can't just yeah, you can't always quantify it in lengths either. Oh, it's worth two lengths of the horse, or it's worth like yeah, it could be worth eight lengths of the horse. Like it could be a different horse with Clinton, and and you'll note money. So if that was W Pike, this would be two dollars eighty. For me, it's not much difference. Pike Porter in a five horse field, CJP. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I think the money late always catches on. It's like when Brad Rewilla goes to Esperance or goes to Kalgoorlie or CJP or Chris Parnham, which they rarely do. The money may not get it as early, like they're still not pricing him early like Pike, but late it tends to really, really, really come from no matter what they're riding. Um, because obviously the, the systems or the bots or whatever algorithms are in play are uh, picking up the um, what type of advantage those jockeys are um, adding to the horse. I was looking at some jockey statistics last night. And um, it's Clint Johnston Porter. He's had 826 rides this season, Terry. Uh-huh. Um, so, which is, you know, I think there's only two, two or three other jockeys that have had 600 over 600. So he's been he's gone everywhere. Um, very busy. He's written he's written 159 winners for the season thus far. Clint, uh, Chris Parnham second on 132. Then Pike still um, holding up the fort there, third with 129. Tash Faithful fourth with 78.5. So I was talking about Tash being the third or fourth most winningest rider in WA last week. She's coming fourth in the premiership. But Johnston Porter, for the amount of rides that he's had, um, he's, he's striking at 20%. He's um, he's really, yeah, he's the real deal now. And, um, yeah, just just – He's aligned to the right stable, actually. Yeah. I was talking to um, 
to to Kyle Nowland at the races on uh, Saturday as well. He was made a really good point that certain jockeys and the form they go through is more associated with the stables they're a part of, and he's bang on there as well. Like if you don't have that, like Lucy Warwick had that really good run. She was associated with the Jurek. That's when Clint was out, and she was yeah. taking all the the Adam runners as well. So it is it is a lot to. Do. I'm not trying to downplay the hoops, but it is a lot to to do with the stables they're a part of. And she's um yeah he's very lucky that um and he's very loyal to Adam as well. He'll often ride a lesser horse for Adam than he could have ridden for someone else, which is um smart. Yeah, and just the work ethic as well. Like Geraldton, Albany, like he's he hasn't he hasn't missed. That's a yeah. lot of rides. That's a lot of rides for for one season. And um he's getting plenty of opportunities to um to get better as well. He's only a young guy, Clint Johnston Porter. So exciting times. And there was a few little whispers going around on Twitter yesterday, Terry, about a potential return of the one and only yeah. William, William Pike. So let's uh, well, he's let's, allowed to he's allowed to now. So mm. the whispers were always going to come out that mm. um oh, I would give my left. Uh, my left testicle to have William Pike back in Western Australia. Or, uh, go fund, yeah, go I, fund me, page. I love it. I, uh, yeah, go fund me. Go slice me open. Yeah, I, 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 I would very happily have him back in our beat. All right. Race two is the Tap Touch Westby Platinum Handicap over 1,600 metres. Uh, there's nine runners at the moment. There's quite a few uh, poss- winning possibilities here, Terry. Um, these Westby Platinums are um, – you know, they're usually sort of even even races and there's a few horses here that uh, that look quite evenly matched. I was thinking this might be a nice race for Power of St. George coming through some potentially stronger races in the Sky Racing Provincial Championship Series recently. Um, and then you've got your regulars that have been going around in these West Speed races recently. What are your what are your thoughts here on No, nah, no Latin? real no real interest to be honest with you. Yeah. Um yeah, the market's pretty much bang on. Power of St. George. <laughs> As you said, meets a, an easier field probably, but geez, how many more chances do you give a horse that's going to probably be last trying to come down the centre? Ginger Green gets Chrissy Parnham on. Would have been all over Garage Days if that was Clint Johnston Porter. Exactly what we asked. It's a really good follow-up point of what we were just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, Arnie's boy is racing like a horse that can win again, but do you want to follow up on a horse that's five from 60 after it's had a, a good win on a, on the best part of the track and probably doesn't get cover here and Maybe it's time Lord Lonsdale kicks up and leads. Yeah. It's not jumping, but yeah. um, nah, I I think the market's about right. I just I can't come at any of them. Yeah, I, I really like Power of St George. That was my uh, market leader. I had him marked three eighty four forty best of value. He was my mm-hmm. clear favourite. Um, but uh, but yeah yeah you're right. He couldn't couldn't get over Star Present first up, and I, actually I still thought his run was pretty reasonable in the. In the Sky Series final, it was only beaten just over a length, and Speed Dream sort of came around him and just just got a bit of a got a bit more momentum up uh, at the top of the straight. So he's the way that I go. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a bit of a random result here as well, Terry. I thought I didn't. I thought the run of WonderCon wasn't too bad. Uh, coming I, out that's the, the one. I, that's what I went in trying to find. Yeah, WonderCon. I thought it was high. I thought it went crap. Did you? I would. Oh, I didn't need much to go. I, I did not need much at all. Like WonderKind each way at the twenties would have been an easy bet if I just saw a bit more. And that's two two in a row. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't begrudge anyone from backing it though. No, it was just race. just the the it's just sort of out the back of the market from gate one. It's going to be. Uh, on the on the fence, which has seemingly been a good place to be recently, with um, fifty three kilos, who's got a reason? She's got a reasonable uh, weight swing against those horses at the top of the market. So, just just the way that we know that the Neville Parnham stable can can bob up and and sort of um, pinch races like this with uh, horses with limited ability. I thought from a um, from a Maddie point of view, Wonderkind might be one to keep an eye on earlier in the early in the card. Mm-hmm. 
But no real strong thoughts. Power of St. George for me, um, 380. Race three cool. is the Schweppes Plate, two-year-old, 1,000 metres and uh, flying Philly rev it up. Uh, only tasted defeat once. She'll be looking for a fifth win from six starts. Holly Watson back on board, claiming to taking uh, this filly's uh, handicap from 59.5 down to 57.5. Coming up, a, a smart first up win, defeating Capo Veloce. That horse came out and ran second at Belmont yesterday. Um, have you sunk your teeth into the juvenile race, Terry? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, it looks like Rev it Up probably leads and Sky Duke uh, might come across to the breeze. Um, and from there, it's a, it's a great little battle. Uh, I do like Sky Duke. I liked mm. its uh, prior trial, but um, but that that was again the win was on a track where leaders leaders back ran second, so it was it was quite very suited the way it was run. Nothing really contested the lead. It was a bit of a gift in all fairness. So um, for the sake of a tip, rev it up. But uh, yeah, I think I was two forty versus three fifty. So again, not a race I'm too keen to get involved in. I'm, it's hard to line them up. You just you're guessing to some degree. Yeah, I was two twenty five versus four fifty. You really like Sky Duke as a prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, just want to touch on the the two trial winners, Forty Thieves on debut, and uh, down the bottom there, rumor says Luke Fernie with CJP on board from Gate One. I thought those trials were were not uh, were were nice enough those victories, and I wouldn't be surprised to see both those horses run well from from good draws uh, on debut. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, Luke's led and Thieves, 40 Thieves actually. Um, you always like to see from a horse on debut that can get through a gap. And yeah. sure it's a bit yeah. of professionalism. So yeah. definitely the ones to watch. But um, just what we've seen um, from Rev it Up, it's pretty foolproof. And you lose Paddy Carberry, you get Holly Watson, and you actually get weight relief. And Holly on leaders, especially coming off the treble yesterday, um, you're not really losing anything, to be honest, and you're getting, you're getting a little bit less weight. Yeah, it, it, it'll take something. I couldn't. Could, uh, could you see Sky Duke sitting outside, rev it up and beating him home at that sort of – at that uh, beating her home rather at that pressure? Um, yeah. And then you've got 40 Thieves and, and Rumors is tucked in behind. They're, they're, they wouldn't have encountered the sort of speed that and the, the pressure that rev it up is going to have them under. So it's going to take something significant for one of the others to get over the top of this filly, that's for sure. But just a quick um, summary here of 40 Thieves. This was a uh, – this was a um, – very nicely bred uh, your song colt and the capitalist half relation sold for two hundred and ten thousand at this year's yearling sales so got quite a pedigree being with the mother of this horse being uh, ali uber who's out of ali core sam ali core sam was a winner bottom stakes winner um in western australia was a was a very very good sprinter in her own right and just down to rumor says rumor says a uh, a deep field um, Philly, she was a $80,000 purchase by Luke Fernie and, and all her relatives have sold for a lot of money as well. So both those horses have trial form and have pedigrees on their side. So just a big watch on 40 Thieves and Rumour Says on debut, but does look like mm. another perfect setup for Rev It Up. Certainly does. Race number four, the C Corp handicap over the 1,000 metres. I'm interested with your speed map here, BJ. Uh, did you have Ultimate Command for, for Neville and Chris um, kicking up and leading? I did. I had Ultimate Command and Double Je- Jeopardy outside leader. 
Yeah, cool. Imprudent's an interesting one. It went mm. uh, super outside, no white flag, and then um, went to super um, rearward last start. So I think if Imprudent jumps well, they won't be afraid to push on to the breeze. Agreed. Um, Agreed. I think that might be the plan, to be honest with you. I think they will probably look to go forward, but um, it can just use a lot of fuel in doing that because it can be a bit sloppy away at times. And if um, Brandon Louis kicks up underneath with uh, yeah. Double Jeopardy, they might Well, they be sat a- with Double Jeopardy last start to yep. agree. Yep. Um, so I think they'll be content to come across and let a horse take them on if need be. But okay. um, yeah, it's not a, not a huge amount of speed, but you've got potentials. A hibiscus lady led its trial. Uh, Copping points has led a few races down in Albany. So there's a few other options there in regards to the pressure that can go on. But um, I thought ultimate command would get it fairly soft on top. Something probably slips across and then go forward three the fence. Go yep. forward's a chance of leaders back. Um, just depends how it pans out early. Uh, I think go forward will be popular here, BJ. Um, loomed last start and gave it up pretty quickly, mm. but I think there might have been a little virus or something floating about the yards. So there's probably a little bit of forgiveness there. What we've seen from go forward, it's it's got a pretty high ceiling, but still just waiting for the stable to really hit their straps. You know, you don't. I don't know if I'm really ready to completely forgive one as favourite um, until they until they do so. So. Um, I, I've marked ultimate command favorite. I, I think I might be a bit alone in the way I've looked at this race, but, um, ultimate command has uh, only led one race last campaign, BJ. That's when it was racing the front bar beads, bopping blues, rock and Rupert, so all the good ones. Yep. Um, it just ran into a lot of races with a heap of speed. Uh, it only led once and that was when it ran second to the front bar, which obviously reads well for a 60 plus all these three-year-olds. Like when he, when she was leading in her debut campaign, she was pushing flying missile consistently. Like all these three-year-olds are going and winning and being competitive in 72 pluses and black tie races. So she's in a little lowly 60 plus here. She's not as good as them, but if, if we've got her leading, finding the rail, running them along out in front on a track, we know is playing a little bit on pace over a thousand meters. I, yeah, I don't, I don't need to go any further. Like if, if you look at the times where she's found the front and it's only been uh, six times in her career, it was a win on debut fourth to Polissier when they were flying, um, she ran fifth in the group three sires. Uh, she's then leading twice and only been grabbed late by flying missile in really strong ratings races before. As I said, she was well backed. She was well backed to beat the front bar and um, was only beaten by him. So, um, yeah, ultimate command for me, BJ. I'm I'm two dollars seventy five. I think so. I'm pretty short. I might be alone here. I'm what not price, sure, but I'm, I'm happy to have forward? a bit. Terry. Yeah. What price go forward? Oh, uh, I was four. I was pretty close. Four dollars forty. I, I was um, anything the rest. Four dollars twenty. I was go forward. And what about um, imprudent? Imprudent seven seventy was mm. the map that uh, pushed it out. I could have even been a little bit longer to be honest. Uh, okay. I love what it's doing aesthetically. It's probably the most pleasing of the runners looking at their last few runs. But um, yeah, I mean, I just couldn't have any of the others. Um, the ladies of Vamp, Low Teens, uh, Athlon Castle is going super. Um, super multi tips. Um, <laughs> it's going super, but I mean, geez, I'm not going to back a back market with Taj on coming up from Albany. Good if that gets the chocolates, good on it. Nine so. year old. Mm. Yeah. So ultimate command for me backs uh, backs herself here, and um, yeah, I, I just some horses are just just totally different horses when able to rail and run time out in front. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I uh, I'm going to stick with my go forward. Um, Love fest here. I really, really like this horse. He sort, as you said, Terry. He did. He sort of three, three and four wide cover, peeled 
loomed, let go with a really good split between the four and the two, and then then that was it last start. And just just crunching the numbers for for that particular race, um, ATM and See a Champ were the two horses that really hit the line hard. And if I if you if you take their last two hundred meter splits and apply that to go forward, then he probably still would have only finished um, third or fourth behind No White Flag, Imprudent, Madam Kisses. So he was a long way off them, and and the the shape of the race didn't really suit. So if there was something not quite right with go forward on that occasion, he can and the the camp have got um, got the work into him between between weeks there between runs rather and. Um, and have him spot on for for Saturday. I think this is a this is a perfect race for him back to back to gate one as well. Um, he can be three back defence. Uh, Ultimate commander, I imagine, will sort of split them up a bit with its uh, with its um, gate speed, and and Chris Parnell will be looking to kick off the kick off the turn there. That hopefully will provide go forward with some galloping room after having a soft run um from uh, from gate one for me i thought it was go forwards race he says he just needs galloping room in the straight to let go and i actually thought imprudent was the biggest danger um respect for ultimate command especially finding the rail in front and that um that uh, quality three-year-old sprinting form which terry alluded to but in the way that imprudence going that that run behind no white flag was seriously tough and no white flag um, carried it up the straight as well. If you're watching the the head on there, um, I know there was a big weight advantage on that occasion to Imprudent, but no white flag sort of just pushed it pushed it right up the straight, and and um, Imprudent never never sort of wilted on its uh, on its run there. And then last that day in the Eor Ways material witness sneaky chance race, I thought Imprudent was well, pretty much as good as sneaky chance. Really, sort of got back. Keshaw just had to had to wait, bite his time. Followed Sneaky Chance through, um, finished basically on its heels. Um, gate eight means there's a possibility of being three wide, no cover. But if he does, Keshaw is positive and can get across, or even can get find some cover in maybe a three wide line or something like that. I think Imprudent is possibly the biggest danger to go for just with its race fitness and its current form. Um, so that was the way I'm going. I was go for two eighty. And uh, imprudent five dollars um, ultimate command five fifty yeah. Tell you what, I'm fairly alone. I'm looking at a couple of the other ones, Scotty Emery, and uh, I think it's Hoops that does a sports bet one. No one's got it in their top four. Yeah, I wouldn't I've go. That, I've marked some wouldn't three go, bucks. Wouldn't go that far, but um, but yeah, yeah. So. It's interesting, isn't it? It's uh, the great uh, the great opinion maker. I'm trying to trying to get on it. The three ninety four bucks. Like, I'm probably better off holding fiery. I'd suggest. Mm-hmm. But uh, look, I one thing I do definitely agree is if um, the best to go forward turns up and the gaps appear, I think it'll probably get yeah, them. But yeah. um, just happy to just happy to sort of risk that at the moment. The way the stable's going at two dollars ninety. But um, yeah, I think I think they're the two. Okay, very good. An interesting runner here is Hibiscus Lady. It's first start in WA, formerly trained by Ron Quinton in Sydney, uh, now in the care of Nikita Barber out in uh, Wanneroo there. So it's going to be racing in the Neil Irvine colours. Um, just a note on Hibiscus Lady. Um, hasn't won. It's got it's got a, it's got got a four wins from 29 starts, but it hasn't won in its last 14. So four of those wins came very early in its career. So it hasn't so it hasn't won its last fourteen starts in Sydney Hibiscus Lady, and it's it's found its way to uh, to Perth. It did lead up a trial. Uh, it did lead up a trial uh, at Belmont on May twenty seven. However, it's not necessarily. Its Sydney form suggests it's not necessarily a leader. So I don't imagine they'll be pushing forward from uh, from Gate Nine 
first up in the West, but uh, but you never know. So keep an eye on Hibiscus Lady, first start in WA for Nikita Barber and New Connections. So let's take a break, Terry, and um, we'll uh, – it's Timmy G, Timmy Gears, four straight, looking for – he's taking on Dane Hollingworth in the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. All right, BJ, it's now that time of the show. It is the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind competition. Thanks, Terry. That is correct. The Mundaring, it's been the heart of the hills since 1899, located Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get an opportunity, make sure that you swing past the Mundaring. Say hello to the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor, one of the best in the business. Say good day. Um, make sure you check out. Plenty happening there at the Mundaring feed. Flutter, frothies, family atmosphere, and he got his big deck cranking out the back as well. Make sure that you let Butchie know that you listen to the one one as well. Well, we've got a cracking contest today, Guru. Um, let's welcome in our triple carryover mastermind, Timmy Gears. He's shooting for a fourth straight win. Timmy, welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me, boys. You know, it took me 125 episodes to make my debut, but. A couple of people are starting to call me Shelby 66. I just seem to be here on the quick backup every week. Dairy, mate. Timmy spent the last seven days thinking what's a really good opening line for the lads next Thursday, and uh, that, isn't, that isn't too bad. That isn't too is that, bad. Is that it? Hey, I tell you what, I'm looking forward to uh, today's. It's, it's the battle of... It's the battle of it's the Witten battle, isn't it? Mm. We got we got the ex manager, the current manager, current part. We got we got a bit happening here. I'm, I'm who did a better I'm, job? Hey, <laughs> who did a better job? We haven't even introduced him yet, and he's already chiming in. Who we got? Who's taking him on, BJ? Uh, we're going to welcome in our challenger, challenger, friend of the show, friend of ours. It's Dane Hollingworth. Dane, finally, you're here at the one one. Gentlemen, how are you? No, even even better. Well, good, but better for having you uh, on board. Uh, congratulations on the um, on the youngster that came into this world six weeks ago. How's live? How's everyone going? Thanks, mate. Had a little um, cult six weeks ago. Everyone's doing well. Um, I can hardly hear you, Terry. It's probably a good thing, actually. So, <laughs> are you asking the questions, or is it BJ? Uh, BJ will be asking the questions. That's good. It's good stuff that we got the audio sorted before we uh, before we kick the signal <laughs> off. Is it getting any better? BJ's fiddling. BJ's fiddling with a few knobs, which uh, will get him into trouble at oh. times. But how's yeah. that? <laughs> how's that, Dan? Are you having any no, better, any true. more success? That's good. Just turn Terry's mic off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. now, Timmy Gears, current manager of Kate Witten, current partner of Kate Witten, and Dane Hollingworth, the previous manager of Kate. So, and also Dane was uh, uh, also a, a longtime manager of the one and only Mitchell Pateman. Um, Back when he was skinny enough to ride. <laughs> now, have you uh, have you caught up on the latest with uh, Mitchy training two winners in a week dance session, thousand meters at Belmont? Are you aware of what's what's happening in the training ranks at the moment, Dane? Uh, just yes, yeah. I did see that dance session kicked back, which was a bit of a shock to everyone. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you ask Lockie Taylor next time you see him who led the, uh, the charge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who's, who, who's who the led better the charge trainer? The yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Riding, writing's on the wall, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. He's doing a good yeah. job, young Mitchie. He's doing a very good job. Um, all right. So we've got Timmy. He's looking for four straight, but the man that stands in his way is Dane Hollingworth. Let's get this show on the road, Guru. So, Tim, Dane, your names are your buzzers. And to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first contestant to answer three questions correctly. Terry, over to you. 
Okay. Challenger, are you ready? Yeah. Thanks, Dane. Mastermind, <laughs> are you ready? Absolutely. Okay. Dane, just to confirm, can you hear me well enough? Yeah, yeah all good. Okay. Three, two, one. I'll scream into the mic for the who am I then. That's who my excuse at- anyway. Beg your pardon, Dane? That's my excuse anyway. I couldn't hear you. <laughs> okay, you've got one. Well, you've got plenty actually, yeah. in all fairness. We've got, got a list. Okay, <laughs> who am I? I'm a five-year-old playing God mayor who has amassed a tick over $1.1 million in prize money. When I won my group one here in WA, there were many people who got down tonight and shaked their booty. When I retired, there were many who were singing Please Tim. don't go. Tim. Don't go. <laughs> don't go away. Please don't go. Please don't go. <laughs> I'm begging you to stay. Hey, hey. Correct. Timmy Gears off to a oh, fire. One nil. Do you want to give the rest of the who am I? Terry? I did, actually. That's a bit disappointing that went that early. Uh, Stephen Parnham rode me in all bar two of my 20 starts and was on board for all seven of my victories. If you were doing your daily wordle, which I know Dane would be doing regularly, my name, all these letters would not be commonly used. Uh, my name can also be associated with a sunshine band. I am KC. Very good, Timmy. Uh, what, what, what song was it that tipped you off? <laughs> Let me just say, this has been an awfully weird start to the mastermind today. <laughs> I'm delirious. I'm not well, Tim. I'm not well. I've got the common flu, and the common flu really grabs me and really takes a hold of a strong man like myself. So I'm delirious. Tim won. Dane yet to score. Okay, next What's question. What's the first two, by the way? First to three. First to three. Oh, thanks. All right, nice. Uh, okay. Name the Mark Bairstow trained galloper. That Kate Witten rode to victory twice in mid two thousand. Tim, spirit and fire. Ah, oh. spirit and fire, Dane. I threw that good, one in there for manager. you. Good manager. I threw that one in there for you, Dane. Because you mentioned that horse not long ago in a group chat. You know who I was thinking of? Special delivery. But anyway, uh, that was Mitchie Pateman. That was your other lad. Yes, that yeah. was that was when uh, Mark Besto was absolutely flying. Uh, so Kate Whitten well, ro- rode to victory twice in mid-2019 and hasn't won again. That is spirit and fire, correct? Can we mute Can we mute Timmy from this one and just give Dane a free hit? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> or, it this is going well. <laughs> all Terry, right. Terry's advice was let Tim go. He'll get it wrong and then I pick on pick at the bone, but it's not going well. <laughs> Here's one. Here's one. Thanks, here's one in your wheelhouse. I reckon. Uh, I reckon, Dane. Uh, okay. Next question. It. Who rode Ms. Lecky to win the 2018 Rack and Tour Stakes? Dane. Dane. Jerry Nofsky. Oh, oh, do you know what? I'd call that dazzling, Dane. Yes, he's back. <laughs> How good. <laughs> All right. There he is, old Daney. He's off the mark. Two. Dang, at least it was on a clean sweep. Two one. It's, it's not over yet, Dane. It's not over yet. Just what an attitude. Yet. It's not over yet. All right. So name the horse that won the 2020 Perth Cup that Prince Turbo finished sixth in. This is tough. Yeah. Here you go, Tim. I'll just I'll think about it. Three. You'll get on Google. Two. One. Yeah. And 
The answer is Mississippi Delta. Yeah. The Wizards. Zooming down the outside. How many S's are in Mississippi? That's not a question, by the way. (laughs) It is, but not. (laughs) I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, I think so. Mississippi (laughs) and four. All right. Now, Will Chino Chino won how many consecutive races prior to a winter bottom stakes defeat last year? Tim. Tim. Six. Oh, I didn't even give the multiple choice. (laughs) Seriously, that was multiple choice. I know. Sorry, Timmy Gears. Oh, you, you are off. To, you are. You've done it four in a row. That is. Uh, that is quite impressive. Six on the bounce for uh, Will Chino heading into last year's Winter Bottom Stakes. We'll add year. an extra. We'll add an extra bit into that. Bj, who was it? Ran dead last prior to those six wins. Who won that race? Uh, it was down the straight seventies to fives. Oh, ATM. Um, ATM. ATM, yeah. ATM. Yeah. Timmy, that's, geez, that's why that you was, don't send good horses down the straight. So. That was uh that was impressive, Timmy. I reckon you're uh you you're every week you're lifting and uh because this is very interesting to me because next week we have a stopper. We have Vulcan at the bottom of the Travelator, who uh someone is very uh keen to take you on to make sure that you don't join them on Mount Rushmore on the uh, five-time Mastermind winner. So congratulations, Timmy. Uh, 3-1 victory over Dane. Dane, thanks for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to jump on the 1-1. Very much appreciated. Thanks for having me. Would have appreciated a bit of an easy kill. Someone, (laughs) you know, like Kevin Evans or Lockie Taylor, but I get the confidence up. But um, I reckon we, um, we'll have to get you back on to take on Crip at some point. I reckon, yeah, I reckon that, that, would be, Ooh, yeah. that would be a proper battle, actually. That would be a real ding dong. We'll no no d- <laughs> 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 Cripper versus Hollingworth grudge match. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Uh, thanks again, Dane. Yeah, all, all, all the best with the young fella, and um, and uh, we'll catch up soon. But Timmy Gears. Another $100 voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail. That's four straight wins, mate. How does it feel on top of the world at the moment? Well, it's a bit of a uh, anticlimactic one today. Dane, I thought it was going to put up some competition, but it kind of rolled over a bit, didn't he? Still here, Tim. <laughs> oh, he hasn't hung up yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's just got the team shot. Hey, Timmy. Hey, Timmy. Uh, I'm still in the background. Yeah. Well, in all in all fairness, what Timmy? Timmy's like class three galloper. He's gone back to maiden grade, and he's gone back to maiden grade on the dirt or something, and he's he's won as expected. So let, let's let's put a class three galloper like Timmy up against a, uh, a group two performer next week, not group one, group two performer next week. And see how he goes. I'm counting those bonus points, four S's in Mississippi and ATM. <laughs> so three all. Three all. Hey, uh, yeah. hey, Timmy, just uh, and all our listeners out there, just a reminder that anyone who wins five straight, it's five and out here at the Masterminds. So we've had we've had a couple of people in the past, a couple of uh, um, legends of the Mastermind that uh, have won five and bowed out on top. So you'll be looking to join them uh, next Thursday. Uh, you're going to be available to uh, to defend your title, Timmy? Yeah, so I think I'll clear the schedule, BJ, make sure I'm there. No, looking forward to it. I think we'll hit the Mundaring on Monday after the races at, uh, at Northern. So Very looking good. forward to getting up there and using the voucher. Very good to hear. And before you go, can you provide the listeners an update on Sean McGrady and his back injury at all? When, when will we see him back in the saddle? Uh, yeah, I don't really have any idea, to be honest. Um, 
he scanned, he had a scan on his back, obviously, prior to last Saturday's races, and the result came back with, I think, a tear and a bulge disc. So he's getting uh, some treatment on that, and he was expecting to be out probably up to six weeks, which is uh, unfortunate because he's going really well since he came back, and obviously um, has had to give up a couple of really good rides in Red Can Man last week and uh, Rock and Nori this week. All right. All the best. Speedy recovery to, to Sean McGrady and Timmy. We'll be chatting to you again next Thursday. And thanks again, Dane. Thanks, guys. See you, Mike. See you, boys. Thanks, fellas. All right, Terry. Four straight for Timmy G. What do we got? What do we got in store for him next week? Um, I, first of all, I actually really enjoyed that little mastermind. <laughs> I'm a big, uh, I'm a big Hollingsworth fan. Actually, he's a he's a he's a cracking lad, Hollingsworth. So it was a. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good little battle. It's hard. I reckon it's hard your first time playing as well because, yeah, I don't know. It, it's the lay of the land. Like Chrissy Parnham, his first time he battled, then he came on his next few times and he and he went like winks. So, mm. um, yeah, Hollingsworth would be better for the run. But we have something. Like someone came up to me at the races on um, Saturday and said, uh, get me on if he gets to number five. And I said, right, oh, you're done. So we've, we've got somebody on for next week we'll keep that we'll keep that under the app for now very good all right so um as i mentioned before that is a fourth 100 gift voucher for timmy gears in the mail to the mundaring hotel up there in jacoby street mundaring if you're uh if you're kicking around on the long weekend this weekend make sure that you say hello to butchie and drop in and support our sponsors the good folk there at the mundaring hotel and we're back with the tab touch be better at life handicap over 1,000 metres for the three-year-olds. Nice little race this. We're starting to, starting to warm up a bit from a talent point of view, Guru. Um, we've got Beads resuming, Sneaky Chance on the quick backup. Colossal was unbeaten. Charming Bell won seriously well first up. Tad Weir is a promising uh, former East Coast horse from the Ganjimi Yard as well. And Cobb and Co has a lot of fans out there as a, as a prospect from the Brian Lucas Yard. A lot Yard. of fans. <laughs> La- what Latham Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be, uh, be, be on regardless. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, nice little three-year-old thousand-meter contest to uh, to warm things up in the back actually, half um, of the card. I was actually looking at Cobb and Co because it won fresh over a thousand meters. And if you're listening late, have a listen to this. So the horses that it beat were in second was Vranio, change stables. Prince Ragnar, change stables. The fifth horse, it's been a long time, change stables. They've all won since they've changed stables, but they've gone and won in Kalgoorlie, Albany, and Kalgoorlie. I just found that really interesting mm. how bad a form that is that they made the other horses leave the yard. So I just I just found that really interesting. You reckon, so. reckon Lake will be launching? Oh, of course you <laughs> you got to have that. Everyone, you got to have that horse. you got to have it blindly every yeah. time. Why not? So. Yeah. I've got a few of those, but anyway, we digress. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. One's called Dig Deep. Yeah. Um, so many of um, these are 1,200 back to 1,000, which I, I really don't like. So I'm going to focus on two that um, I think map the best and are the 1,000-meter runners at this stage of their careers, and that's Beads and Sneaky Chance. Um, I played around with my market a bit. I had Sneaky Chance favorite, then I had Beads favorite. So low $3 for the pair, BJ, but um, I like the trial of Beads, uh, and it maps nicely. But if Sneaky Chance has its back, geez, it's going to be very hard to hold out with that three-kilo weight swing. So... I um, think the winner comes from that pair, yes. though, BJ, but at this stage, no real massive interest. Prices are pretty close. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I think it's between Beads and Sneaky Chance as well. That trial from Beads was really strong. I noticed that he had a, mm. had a, um, what, a shadow roll. Or, um, that was a new piece of gear on in that trial for Beads. But he, um, 
he looked really good and he hit the, I thought he hit the line better than Angelic Miss for mine. Um, yeah. Looked very sharp. But Sneaky Chance has, has the run there last Saturday. Were you a bit surprised how far back Sneaky Chance got? I mean, it's – Just didn't jump. Yeah. And it, yeah. Was, it was in a bit of, bit of trouble from there. Yeah. Um, and then, then, yeah, that's how the, how the cookie crumbles. Yeah, and then sort of had to make best of the – the cards that got dealt from that position in running ended out mm-hmm. in the middle of the middle section of the straight, which we've spoken about at length. And for her to hit the line as strongly as she did was, um, yeah, was uh, was a really good run against the older horses. Actually, um, um, one 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 thing really in her favour, if you're looking to back sneaky chance here, is barrier five, six, seven, and nine. Mm-hmm. Cobb and Co. Hot Blooded, Dadira, Charming Bell, um, will all probably naturally get back. Yep. So at worst, even if she misses the kick, she musters up into probably fourth or fifth. Even if she misses the kick, so. Yeah. Um, there's less horses underneath her that take those spots and get in her way. Yeah, am I wrong? Like she doesn't usually miss the kick, sneaky chance. No, nah, she's usually pretty good. Yeah. It does happen again. No, that's cool. Um, yeah. It yeah. probably won't affect her like it did last start where there were so many that could take advantage of that little it was only a tiny little misstep and then you're in trouble. That's so. all you need over um, the She's been up for a while though as well. I do like Beads being the fresh horse in the scene. Mm. I can the fact that I'm going back and forward between the two, that probably is an indication I should stay out or tell you what, if the prices they're actually I'm surprised. If if they both got to four bucks, they'd be willing to take a stand on one and save the other, which mm. is not very exciting. But I really I would be surprised if Colossal can win twelve back to the thousand. I mean, it was also nominated for the raconteur later, um, and it made sense to go this way. But I'm sure Grant probably considered going to the raconteur. And Charming Bell's five bucks, and it was a nice win. But it's going to have to come from last after winning a maiden on at Belmont. So for me, Charming Bell is way under the odds um, here. So I'm third favourite, actually equal favourite Tadwia. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, so I was three fifty sneaky chance marginally ahead of beads in my market. They're, they're the mm-hmm. two. Uh, if if sneaky chance can tag beads and get last crack at him, she's 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 the sort of horse who could potentially get over the top of beads in a driving finish. But um, but they're the two, and that's um, sneaky chance marginally on top for me. But we'll be keeping a close eye on the on the betfair exchange just to see what happens and how the market gets shaped closer to start time. Yeah, very much so. Good money for Charming Bell this morning, which mm. really surprises me. Wondering where that money, the thought process behind that money, but um, that means the rest of us can get a price for the other ones, BJ. Anyway, race number six, the start of the Quadrella. Mm-hmm. Um, Belmont over. Do you know the only leg I missed last week in the Quaddy for a massive div? Eeyore? No, God has chosen. Oh, right. Yeah, I only – the way I work my quaddies is I like to – basically if a horse is well under my price, I'll tend to leave it out, even if I give it a chance. So because I'd marked got us chosen in the teens and it was six bucks, I, I had to sort of leave it out. So there you go. Yeah, well, Interesting I, fun Paul, fact. Paul Huckle and I took a, uh, took a quaddy and- uh, Oh, we, he sent me his yeah, bet sleep actually. Yeah, yeah. We, were, we were alive and we had, uh, I think we had Sneaky Chance and Material Witness Material in the Witness, last yeah. leg and uh, we didn't, we left uh, Pro Eeyore uh, out and when I saw him land, in the position he did, I knew that we were in a bit of strife. But, oh, I um, didn't. That's the th- I thought with the 60, he was too close and he would have been, yeah, he would have been paddling late. So, great. I was actually like, I know when they land back at the leader and win, people go, oh, it was gifted the win. But that's a, it was still it was a, a pretty win. tough win. Yeah. Like, I thought it was a yeah. good win. So, gee, whiz, I would have. Yeah, would Hats have off nice to, the, to Raquel Reed for the training effort. Um, mm. To, uh, yeah, first up, 60 kgs, 1,000 metres. Uh, fair old horses, Eeyore, so um, well done. Well done to everyone. Yeah. Anyway, race number six, BJ, and i tell you what, when we started recording um, oh, six hours ago, I was um, 
pretty excited looking at there was seven dollars fifty around for a horse called Savage One. Mm-hmm. Savage, oh, that's Savage Love, mm-hmm. isn't it? I was trying to think of that it song. It still work. It still work. Yeah, Savage One. Uh, anyway, and my heart's been broken. That's how the next line is. <laughs> Anyway, what's actually happened to this market? I haven't looked at it since. I've, I've sent them in. I'm trying to get on at the 460. I'm hoping so I've got someone on someone tapped into your tapped into your mind and uh, well, extracted the information, it, I, and now Savage One is uh, 460, 440 across the board. Geez, I don't think it was a hard one to to really um, to really miss. In all fairness, but uh, I was saying to you before we started, it's not often I mark one. Uh, in the twos, I'm high twos with Savage One and, and it goes up sort of, um, Brad went up six bucks, which I, I thought was great. And then, yeah, the Green Tab and a few others went up 750. But as I said, I'm still happy to get on now. I'll probably end up taking 380 or something probably, but um, I still think that's a good price. It's one of those situations where I have to pretend I never saw that opening price. It yeah. didn't exist to me. Um, but look, just, just, I just think this is a tremendous speed map setup. This is the type of race I love to bet into. Um, there's three races I'm targeting for the day. It's double digit in the first, ultimate command in the fourth, and, and this is probably the biggest betting race of the day for me. Um, I think Savage won. I think it will lead this race, BJ. It's last effort. Um, second to above the peg where the winner was above the peg the third horse was testing love they've both come from last so you're being sandwiched in the middle in a race that's clearly been run to suit horses off speed mm-hmm. it makes that run that little bit better I, I can't see a horse challenging it for the top here they've said that they will continue to ride or continue to look to ride Colchino with a sit so Colchino should take cover and there is just no other speed unless I've missed something BJ juicing carrots can wander but they won't be desperate to lead on juicing carrots at all um, just a tiny bit of intent here Clint finds the rail with Savage One, and um, I just think the races, it's the runs it's put in at its last couple. Uh, it's by God has spoken. Um, yeah, I think it'll get the mile. I think it'll just get to the front, run them along, and be very hard to beat. Um, yeah, so I'm high two Savage One, and I'm, I'm about five bucks Scorpion Storms again. Brad went up sixteen dollars Scorpion Storms, which doesn't look like that's going to be seen again. But um, yeah, I definitely don't want to be losing on Scorpion Storm. So really keen to play the pair from a speed map point of view, BJ. They just can't be any other winners um, for me. So yeah. Savage One, Scorpion Storms, they'll run the Quinella, um, but definitely keener on Savage One than Scorpion Storms. But in saying that, if Savage One starts 260 and Scorpion Storms 12 bucks, then could back Scorpion Storms each way. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hear you. Just be open. Yeah, I, Savage One's coming out of two real high-pressure races. I mean – that um, two back when it got run down by above the peg was the race where Warm and Fuzzy screwed along and then really ramped up in the mid race. And so it was above the peg first, Savage one second, Warm and Fuzzy third. Warm and Fuzzy came out and won post that. And then last start, it, Savage one was sort of, you know, um, I think well, who led that race? My mate. My mate led it a good clip and then really turned the screws in the mid race between the 800 and the 400. And, Above the peg was just had the class just to get over the top of it. Testing love a huge run in defeat. Above the peg goes into the rack and tour this Saturday. Savage ones lining up in in this this sixty six plus. So I see exactly where you're going. And if if CJP can get this four year old to ghost across and 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 find the rail in front, um, I think you're onto something here, mate. I think that uh, Savage one is the clear on topper. Scorpion storm. Savage Scorpion love. storms the big danger. Um, interesting sluice box twenty two thousand back to the mile, but money mainly and has um, to avoid double digit. <laughs> yes, and uh, the, the the other horse that I thought if the race shape is going to need a hell of a lot of luck. 
But um, horse like Reliable Star goes back, weaves its way through the fence, could could run yeah, a cheeky just, race. I just it, can't see how this turns into a weaving, right? A Reliable yeah. Star, it's got definitely will win one with the right map. I just can't see how this turns into that type of race yeah. at all. Like, yeah. I, I've marked them all out the door, like all of these runners, like – yeah. This this is yeah. It's a race that just looks so speed map orientated. Mm. Every time I say that, something crazy happens. Mindless looks from fourteen is ridden with the whip out the gates and takes them all on, <laughs> and it turns into an absolute shit fight. And reliable star gets them. So yeah, yeah. I, I definitely get caught out um, backing them and uh, backing horses purely on map. But uh, dearie me, I, I can't see but, where the pressure comes. But even from. if it even if it does land outside, later, it's shown that it can it can do that and still perform. So. Yeah. I mean, exactly. it's, it's just, it's just the, the the way that Scorpion Storms was. I, I really thought, thought Scorpion Storms was super stiff, two back behind Testing Love, and then it came out yeah. and uh, won at Northern Miller Day. And with Chris Parnamon from the Good Draw, just the way that it travelled, the way that it won, it's obviously um, taken its racing to another level. This prep for Josh Crispin, but they're the two for me. I'm with you, mate. Savage One, Scorpion Storms. Oh, I like it. And especially just on Savage One as well. If you go back to its run um, two starts ago, it was above the peg that beat it again. Warm and fuzzy ran third. Yep. Uh, and it sort of got caught deep that day. And even though it got the 1-1, one, one, it, it didn't sort of it didn't get, get the 1-1 one, one for a long period. Yeah, it wasn't just like yeah. a soft 1-1. One, one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I really like the form for Savage One. I think it's been a slow because burn. You, it's taken um, a while to get to the 1,400 you, now to the mile. I think it's just been a slow Adam Durant burn. But this is this is his strength, getting horses up to the mile and um, and getting them winning. So, um um, yeah, pretty confident, and I reckon I reckon the money's already came. So I don't know if I can say it again, but I reckon um, I reckon it'll be pretty popular. Okay, so you you were actually onto this horse um, while it was racing in Geraldton. I remember you speaking mm. about Savage One and how that the form uh, and the runs that it had been producing on the Crayfish Coast were meritorious and would line up well when it came to town, and uh, it's done so. So looks like it could be its day to, uh, to notch up a Metro win there. Well, it was actually, funnily enough, when I was talking to you about that, do you know the two horses that were clearing out from the rest of the field? And I said they'll both measure up in town. Savage that? One and Warm and Fuzzy. Yeah, right. How's that? They were absolutely clearing out from the rest of them. Savage One always had the upper hand over Warm and Fuzzy, despite carrying 60, 61 kilos. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty confident it'll go to the top lead and win, but uh, I do respect Scorpion Storms. One more thing about Scorpion Storms' last win, um, it had mystery moments on its back. And a mystery moment's not a superstar, but it goes well enough. Yep. Um, and to be able to outsprint mystery moment, that's not that's not bad on its own. So um, I like I like that aspect. But tell you what, when they were seven seven dollars fifty and twelve bucks or whatever they were this morning, it was the greatest touch of in the history of horse racing at, at three eighty and six bucks. Uh, I definitely would wait with Scorpion Storms. Now, do not take this price. I'm gonna I'll be pull, uh, pulling fire, pulling fire, pressing the holding button, fire, holding fire. holding fire. I'll be holding fire and betting late, okay. BJ, with Scorpion Storms, but. We might have to pull the trigger earlier with Savage One. All righty. Race seven is the Mrs. Max handicap. Rating 72 plus 1,400. And, uh, yeah, all odds will be on the return of extra smart three-year-old. Other one's son, Chris Parnham on board for the Dan Morton stable. But there's actually there's actually a bit of depth to this field and there's an interesting speed map as well, which um, I'd like to have a quick chat to you about, Terry. Um, yeah, quite, quite a few, I'm, quite a few horses who want to be there. But often, when this happens, um, you know, people can can opt to withdraw from the speed battle early, which uh, which changes things. Yeah, exactly right. We've heard um, Trevor Tasker trains Magnaforce. He's said openly in the past he, he doesn't mind the horse with a bit of cover. And then you've got um, 
Pule definitely probably rolls forward. Mr. Delegator will be happy sitting. That's that is a certainty. Excellent dream can lead, but the way it went first up, I think um, for Luke first up for New Yard, I, I don't think they'll be desperate to lead. I think they'll be happy getting some cover if they end up in front. So be it, but. I don't think they will. Um, and then warm and fuzzy, even up to the 1,400 metres. Um, I think that if Taj comes across and the other two have gone mad, he'll be happy slotting in. So looks to be a lot of speed on paper, but it may not eventuate that they do go that mad. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got other ones sun back last, BJ, just with the way the map looks, because directly underneath you've got written matter, speed dream, no apology, um, and Mr. Delegator, excellent dream. They all go just as quick um, as other ones sun. So I think it's going to just by default, Chris is going to have to be, that's where he's going to have to be um, out the back. So I find that really interesting. I think you'll probably get him, but um, you've got to remember that uh, other ones sun was beaten by Kiora Star who had five or six kilos more than it. Um, how much was it? Six kilos more six than it kilos, two starts yeah. ago with, with what looks like a pretty similar map today. And it's going to have excellent dream with four kilos more than it um, or something along those lines. So look, I think other one son um, is a star, um, but off, off 35 days back to the, to the 1400 potentially coming from last. I, I'd, before I took a dollar eighty, I just want to see that horses are making ground because if they're not, it's not the best dollar eighty pop in the world. Mm-hmm. But um, I expect him to probably get the chockies. But um, yeah, at a dollar eighty, wait till they make some ground. Excellent dream each way is probably the one for me. I reckon it might be easy in the market. Excellent dream. It's the the feeling I get. Um, I I reckon it probably just about wins. But that that really good seventy two plus. Yeah. I don't know. I know it went around two hundred to one or whatever, but it. Yeah, there was a couple, couple of horses that were a bit stiff in that race. Hopefully. Yeah, but gee whiz, just, just travelled it. Just geez, look the winner, hundred um, to one it was. Yeah. Wow, hey, it was hundred to one in that race. Yeah, I think Betfair was double that, I reckon, wow. at least. Okay. Um, but uh, it's two goes over 1,400 in the past. It sat three and four deep, no cover, ran second to not to be missed mm-hmm. over 1,400. And it's other one, it sat deep the trip, went fourth, beaten two and a half, uh, kiss on all four cheeks. So Excellent Dream's a really nice horse. It's clearly happy the way it looked at Luke Furnish Yard in that first up run. And, um, yeah, I'm hoping other one sun starts $1.60 and I get 18s. And I can back, I want to back this place heavy because I do, Respect other ones and think it'll get them, but yeah. um, yeah, just think at a dollar eighty, there might be better places to to dive in. Yeah, I'd, I thought Chris could be a little bit more positive. Um, then get stuck deep. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think he can. I think. I think there's a way. Who, who have you got him in front of? That's this is the interesting part. If, if you if you try and get him a little bit closer, a horse or two closer, then you might be racing without cover here. Because what do you? I, what do you? What do you? Yeah. Where have you got? Watch me dance in your map. I've got them dropping out. Yeah, yeah. Solid Azza, Watch Me Dance. Solid Azza and Watch Me Dance yeah. are the two that drop out. Yeah. Um, directly, Written Matter showed good gate speed, Speed Dream. Is that, is that what it usually does, Written Matter, or is that just the the the, the gate? Oh, they won't, they won't want to get too far back. They won't want to waste a, a reasonable draw. I can't see them just letting other ones sun come across. But, I mean, it depends. If, mm. if if you ride other ones sun with aggression, Chris will probably find a spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But you can, I guess you can assess the date at that point in time. And actually, there is enough speed in the race. Oh, don't get um, me wrong. I don't think it's going to be in the top six, but I don't. I didn't necessarily have a map last. But, um, but yeah, uh, that's the big, big query is, is that sticky – Sticky map with the with the speed, and if Paulie comes across an excellent 
at tempo an excellent dream gets the run it did the other day um then it's going to be in position a to to cause the upset isn't it that's the that's the horse yeah. so I'm, I'm with you in that regard i think he's the biggest danger to to other ones son woman's fuzzy racing racing really really well lots of strength there but uh, can he can he bring that strength and that um that effort to the 1400 as well. You know more about warm and fuzzy than me. Um, speed dream flying, going to get the right right run, sort of three back the fence sort of thing. But um, he, you know, whether he's going to get the galloping room he requires from from that from that uh, from that spot. But the way that the track has been playing recently, he's going to he's going to be suited. Um, but yeah, I think I think if other one son gets speed, it'll be by the map and by excellent dream. So it just, exactly what you said, Terry, it makes complete sense to me. Other uh, one, Sun being the, being awkwardly positioned with excellent dream, assuming the same role as Pierre Oristar. Other uh, one, Sun gets out, makes a run at him. Does he get him? That's the sort of thing. That's the way that other one, Sun's going to get beat. But yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, look, I'm expecting, I'm just for the, I'm $2 other one, Sun. So yeah. I'm, I'm expecting it to win the race. I'm 550 excellent dream. I'm not going to be, Taking an early price. Other one, Sun gives me the feel of a horse that could start a dollar sixty-two, and to, to be honest, it'll probably win like a dollar sixty-two pop two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get the feeling we can just hold fire and, and um, might see sort of mid-teens, late each way. Excellent dream, three fifty a place or something. And I don't know whether I'm dreaming in that sense, but I was actually um, I was actually longer than you. Other one, Sun, which is interesting. Oh, were you? Yeah. There you go. It sounds like we're. <laughs> it sounds like, yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, two bucks. Other one, Sun, five fifty. Excellent dream. Um, I'd miss delegate a third favorite purely on what I know it can do. Yep. Um, Mr. Down at maps so nicely behind that speed. I really love Mr. Delegator as a horse. So, um, but yeah, it's rest. very hard to come out on that first up run. But if, rebound, it got to 50, yeah. Yeah. if it got to 50 to one each way, it's one I might consider as well. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a cracking little race. Like no apologies. Uh, is, is mapped really nicely on the way the track's been playing. I don't think it's up to these, but forget it's last two with um, over the 1100 with the, yeah, with the claimer it's, it's on. It's going really well. It, no apology. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got Magnaforce and Pool Lee, both $81 yep. um, in, in my market. So that just tells you it's a really good race. Yeah. So I was 210, other one, Sun, 750 speed drag. Nine dollars, excellent dream. So yeah, um, cool. I might, yeah. The, so there's case to be made just on. Yeah, it's just from, it's from sort what, of, you sort of agree. There's yeah. probably just at, at the dollar eighty. Um, other ones, son. It's just, and again, that that could be best price. As yeah, well. yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just, I just want to see him make ground before I dove into a dollar eighty on a horse. It's going to be probably rearward. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, good, good, good. Um, Good assignment here from the other one, son. Hopefully, uh, victory in this race, and then can springboard into the into the Belmont Guineas. Um, hey, in, quick, in two quick weeks mastermind time. for you, BJ. <laughs> yeah. Name name the three horses to beat home. Other one, son. Uh, Hamika is one. I just gave you. I just gave you one. Uh, Hamika is one. Uh, Kiora Star is the other, and uh, the mighty Halatorian. Very good. So the thing, the thing that is in other one son's favour in this race, just having a quick is scan, like is that there's no Roy Rogers trainers in this race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been Royed a couple of times, hasn't he? He's been Royed around. Tell you what, bro, they're talking about other one son being a railway horse. That means that means um, Alatorian must be an all-star horse purely on form lines. So. Exciting stuff for the ownership group. Anyway, do you reckon we can get uh, Alatorian in the voting for all-star mile next year? Has to no, happen, doesn't it? Yeah. Where is Hallow? Where is he in work? Uh, so back, yeah, we just yeah. Now we got an update from Roy the other day. I always enjoy a Roy update. <laughs> Very entertaining. Um, yeah, now back soon. Just just stay patient. A few weeks. Okay. Just 
Cool your jets, everyone. The, uh, cool your jets. Cool your jets. Cool uh, your jets. Yeah, so that is that is something for the punters to consider. There's no Roy Rogers runner in uh, race seven in the Mrs. Max handicaps. So that obviously enhances the winning claims of other ones. Um, but in all seriousness, he's a really smart horse on the rise and um, ticked this race off on Saturday. And I'm sure that you'll see this fellow crossing swords with the best three-year-olds in those feature races for the remainder of the season. So those feature races, which we are um, speaking, of course, is the uh, the big one for Saturday. It's race eight, 1,400-meter racking to a stakes, listed 125,000. And um, yeah, some real quality uh, crossing uh, crossing paths here. Rock and Ori, Devoted, Search and Rocks. Um, Simon A. Miller's actually got three runners in here. He's got Above the Peg, Lewa, Hardly Ever. Interesting to see that Paddy Carberry chose to ride Above the Peg, which uh, is a good push. He's got, yeah. oh, sorry, four runners. Stay safe. I forgot. Um, we've got a couple of horses coming out of the Derby in Black Fantasy and Outspoken Lad. K-May's been doing excellent um, work racing against the older horses recently as well. So um, great little rack and tour feature uh, with a pointer towards the Belmont Guineas, the um, Aquanita Stakes, the Belmont Oaks, and the um, and the Belmont Classic to come for the remainder of the uh, of the winter here at Belmont. So um Rack and Tour Stakes market came out yesterday, Terry. What did you think of the initial market that came out? Did you get involved or was it pretty much what you thought it would uh, play out like? Uh, Brad went up. Um, I Brad got up seven bucks, Search and Rocks, which I thought was a very nice price. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, everybody else went up uh, sub $5, so not as nice a price, still over my price. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the market – I don't know this is another race. Like I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty content just to relax on these last few and mm-hmm. and, and and see the pattern first. I, I think a bit like other ones, son. I think if they're making ground and the center of the track's good, which it hasn't been, so let's let's say it probably isn't going to be, then devoted will be very hard to beat um, down the middle. But if not, I think Search and Rocks has got the tactical speed to go and land one one ish um, type thing, and uh, I think Search and Rocks is mm-hmm. the horse to beat and probably deserves favoritism. So they're they're the two I have completely narrowed it down. Two um, really big weight swings to note here, BJ. So Rockinori meets Search and Rocks five kilos worse, and I think Search and Rocks was a better run the other day. Uh, and Lewa gets five and a half on um, Rockinori as well. So I think just on that, Lewa and Rockinori should just about be the same price here. In, in all fairness, <laughs> uh, also devoted and stay safe. Devoted absolutely yeah. walloped. Stay safe, but it still gets four kilo swing to stay safe. So that's worth noting um, the big swings there. But look, my market was 310 devoted, 340 search and rocks, $9 rock and ori. So really happy taking on rock and ori with the negative weight swings against it. Um, gets a really nice map, definitely can win, um, but it's going to have to again go to another level. Um, but yeah, cracking little race. I am with search and rocks for now. Um, but I may change tune if we suddenly get a big um, off-pace day or the centre of the track's really good. And I dare say, um, t- to be honest, I'm looking around now, there's some 320, 330 devoted. So I'm I'm even getting to the point where I could be a little bit boring and, and save devoted and, and win search and rocks. I don't know if the winner mm. comes from outside those okay. two. What, from a speed map point of view, have you got K-May leading? Uh, I do, but... 
Not, um, I do. I pay my Pat Scott yeah. Sass and stay safe rolling forward. Um, yeah, if something gets caught deep, anything can happen at that point of proceeding. But yeah, you'd think Kmail will just kick up and lead. Um, that would be the obvious move. Um, maybe Pat Scott Sass, Bree, mm-hmm. stay safe, tries to tuck in, but I don't know if it will be able to tuck in. Might end up leading a three wide line. See what happens there. Um, you've got outspoken lad, Rock and Nori, search and rocks. Those three come across. Um, yep. Search and rocks is a good tactical speed. Uh, and then, yeah, Devoted will be hoping to stay safe, leads up a three-wide line. He'd love to find there. But from barrier nine, it could – yeah, it depends. Just with the, the horses underneath it, mm. Devoted could end up yeah, re- yeah back, back near last as well. It, it's quite interesting. So, you'd, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they can make some um, ground. I was quite taken with the win of Rockinori the other day. Um, fresh 1,200 mm-hmm. against the older horses. The time was phenomenal, really. And uh, you're right, Search and Rocks did burn um, – Early sat outside leader did all the heavy lifting, big uh, big weight swing. Uh, very important um, to note there. Last start Rockinori fifty four and a half, um, Search and Rocks fifty eight and a half. In under those handicap conditions, and now um, Rockinori has to carry one kilo more. So noted. I just just wonder whether this is a real horse. Like this is a serious racehorse, Rockinori. Third start in a race, knocked off Tricks of the Trade when Tricks of the Trade was. Was flying. Um, uh, then he ran, went into a Mel Vista and was uh, hard in the market. Ran fifth to Alaskan God, but has since, we since found that there was some um, there was some ailments impacting him that particular day. And the way that it just let go over twelve hundred meters last start was so impressive in my mind. With the run, it's going to get. Um, from and Chris Parnham going on board to replace the injured Sean McGrady. Like I can see Rock and Nori sort of following searching rocks in running. I think he maybe devoted is going to get back and in a, in a sticky spot. And searching rocks is going to kick and look the winner. I can see Rock and Nori just being right there, making it hard for her. And um, and the, I mean the market agrees. I think what's Rock and Nori's favourite at the moment, isn't it? So oh no, it's not. Sorry. My bad. Devoted is favourite. Rockinori um, is second favourite. But um, I was sort of leaning in that way. I think Rockinori is just that going to be that horse that's just going to really just keep stepping up to the plate, regardless of what gets throwing his thrown his way. And um, yeah, Grant Williams train. I just reckon this horse has got a really really bright future. The three horses are, are quality. You can tell Rockinori, Devoted, Search and Rocks. They're obviously high quality three year olds, and they're the they're the standouts in this rack and tour stakes. But for mine, just can't get that last start win out of my mind, Rockinori, especially with the the, feet, the numbers that I saw from a sectional time point of view. So that's the way I'm going to go, Rockinori on top. I'm I'm hoping for about four dollars, four twenty. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, geez, I got nine <laughs> bucks here if you want some. So. <laughs> No, I, I um I can see what you're saying. Rock and Nori's uh, yeah yeah. Some horses just keep winning and keep getting better, and he definitely can do that. It's just uh yeah. I I saw more merit in what Search and Rocks did, burning the fuel early, kicking back again late, um, and now gets five kilos as well. Um, on on Rock and Nori, so um yeah, there was just a bit too much in it for me to have. Uh, Rock and Nori. Yeah, he was. Are you? Um, what are your thoughts on the 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 preparation for searching rocks, is that is that impacting your decision making a little bit? Yeah, a little bit worried. The last run sort of um, yeah makes you feel better about it. Um, but yeah, this isn't one of the braces I'm really targeting again. I want to have a look at the the pattern, see how it's all playing and whatnot. Um, but uh, yeah, that that's always definitely a, a slight worry. But uh, yeah, really really like searching rocks. What he's on. If you look at 
I'll actually compare search and ops and devoted now. As they were coming through, obviously search and ops is fairly devoted a, a gelding. As they were coming through the big three-year-old races, um, devoted was always okay. Search and rocks was if you did the four, you had to do four months through horse. They never actually met uh, each other. But search and rocks was always the better horse and devoted. So just just on devoted, do you think? This has got a bit of, I'll just use Western Empire as an example, where it was reasonable three-year-old, like reasonable early three-year-old, yep. and it's like one of Bob's blue bloods. It's now just going wallop because that aesthetically, that win, and it was a bit of a gift, that, but that was a pretty soft win against the 72-plus horses. Um, but is this, is Devoted going to be that horse that goes, oh, shit, this is, the, this is your next group one winner in, this is your railway stakes winner, and this is also your... Um, you know, your next group one winner over East. That's that's the potential of, of what we saw there. Well, so I that's, think, that's what I think this is this is set up to 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 showcase that, isn't it? From the yeah, exactly from the right. gate uh, from, and just on that the, as well. From the run, um, just wanted you guys are piss fake. Sorry, you guys are piss fake. <laughs> oh, I thought I'd you, escaped your wrath, nah, Terry. No, saved it. You and the Morton Yard taking other one son out of this race just. Tell you what, chuck it into it and bloody hell. You've got, uh, yeah, it's a real shame that um, you guys have got no sense of theatre. So, <laughs> um, how dare you? How dare you, BJ and Danny? How dare you? Yeah, yeah. So, um, no, the other one, son, was was double nominated. But, um, yeah, I think that uh, Dan has um, made the right decision from a programming point of view and uh, – um, looking forward to taking on Devoted, Rockinori, Search and Rocks and the like in the Belmont Guineas in two weeks' time. But your uh, your point is noted and, um, yeah, racing uh, probably not the winner on uh, on Saturday. So um, <laughs> but everyone can hold fire for a couple of weeks and then uh, we can see what happens. But on your Devoted point, yeah, like those two trials were just – just like, whoa, hang on, what do we got here? He's, he's obviously taken, he's obviously gone to another level. Arrogant uh, first up victory against the older horses. And um, from nine, you imagine he's going to be backish um, in this 11 horse field. It's going to be set up and he's just, he's going to need to be, he's going to need to be that that horse that you're speaking of or a, or a version of that horse if he's going to win from there against he's going to have to run over the top of search and rocks and yeah. and rock and nori like this is this is this is um mouthwatering to see what uh devoted is made of on sunday very much so cannot wait yeah a cracker. yeah it's a good one so uh that's the, that's the rack and tour uh terry search and rocks um is that what you said around search and rocks yeah i'm yep. gonna bet on the day though so that, yep. that could change um, but it's very likely going to be searching rocks. I would suggest I'm still praying for this off-pace deck we get at some point. Okay. It's just not off-pace, just a, ch- a deck where we see, do you know the old school slashing run talks to the wall coming down the middle of the deck? That's <laughs> just, just missing that type of run. So. And I'll tell you what, also. I will not be having an early bet in the last, but yeah. this could be the most exciting betting race of the day if we have a uh, a track that allows it. And it's the Get Out Stakes, B-J-S-T-E-A. KS, how do we answer? Who's it brought to us by? Tell me, tell me a bit more. The Get Out Stakes, Terry, is uh, proudly brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located out of the Kenningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt was back in the winner's circle last week with Featherweight, almost got the double with Warpipes, very stiff at Kalgoorlie. I think Warpipes might be getting the chockies there in the maiden at Kalgoorlie, uh, sorry, not Kalgoorlie, at Broome on Saturday. So uh, congratulations, Timmy, his first um, Saturday winner of the year 
with Featherweight uh, at Belmont last weekend. Um, so Timmy, he runs a show out there at Market City Meet. Swing past, say good day. Timmy will look after you. Let him know you listen to the one one, of course. And um, congratulations to last week's Get Out Stakes winner, Shay Deveni. I hope they. I'm, I hope I'm saying that right, Shay. Shay Deveni. Um, he knocked off. Late, uh, Latham, our man, Latham Anderson, mm. by 0.01 lengths to claim uh, his first get-out stakes for Shea. Um, he had Eeyore Ways by 0.12 lengths, the official margin being 0.17. So a debut get-out stakes performance there from Shea. Congratulations, mate. Hopefully um, you've been out to Market City Meets and have collected that uh, Group 1 Gourmet beef package there from the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. And condolences to Leith, Latham Anderson, but I'm sure that he would have been pretty happy to see Eeyore Ways winning regardless. Now, to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, it's race nine at Belmont on Saturday. Uh, at the 1-1 pod, let us know who you think will win, followed by a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. And um, we can never, ever forget the Sam White rule, Terry. First in best dressed, BJ. First in best dressed. There, the Sam White rule. So we're moving on to the lucky last, the get out stakes. It's race nine, the Crown Towers handicap, 4.48 p.m. It's rating 66 plus 1,200-meter event to finish racking to a stakes day. And, yeah, this is a good one. Good way to finish the day. Yeah, this is an absolute uh, cracking race to finish the day. We'll start with the speed map, BJ. How did you have the uh, the front few sorting themselves out here? Well, I think a lot of it depends on these how quickly OBH can step. Um, mm-hmm. OBH underneath, uh, of course, Brandon Apprentice, Brandon Louis. So if OBH, if Brandon can get OBH out and rolling, he's going to have to come across with speed from seven. So um, that means he's either going to find the rail in front, or um, or hands hands up to no white flag. He'll be flashing across with Jay McNaught on from gate twelve. So uh, it's pretty important speed map, isn't it? Because we know, and you were you were right onto this first up last start with no white flag. Uh, if, if this horse can can ghost across and, and find the front and um, dictate terms from there, he's a completely different horse than when he's having to um, when he's when that when he's when there's a spanner thrown in the works and he's either outside leader or having to take a sit. So um, OBH plays a pivotal role in the in the shape and the and the way that this race plays out. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Um yeah, it, it will a lot will be with the mindset with flying myself first up at the twelve hundred as well. Is there uh, a thought process to look over, over the twelve hundred? We'd like to sit. I think towards the end of its um, three year old campaign in the Burgess Queen Placid Arc, there was a mindset to let's look for some cover with flying myself. Where, yeah, where I possible. Don't, think they, and, don't think they wanted it to be the chopping block all the time, did they? So yeah, um, so I, I think if, if that occurs and then OB doesn't step. Next thing you know, um, and the wide gate could almost come into no – I'm not tipping no white flag in here, but it could almost come into its favour. Um, next thing you know, Jade's had to go quickly from the wide gate, which is exactly what you'd probably want anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy with this this uh, this bloke going going faster than too slow. Um, then you've got him out in front rolling along, and he's and he's hard to run down. So it's a hard it's a hard race to bet in with confidence in speed, Matt. I'm going to bank on the fact that at best it gets to the breeze. You got OBH, you've got flying. I know what flag, breeze. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yep. And Jade traditionally isn't the most aggressive. She's happy to let them sort of find their own feet and get there, um, which means 
Yeah, another hoop minder. So I, I just I just think, especially up in grade here as well, even if you do find the front, it's not a certainty to win this race because this is harder. You're losing Sean McGrady. Um, yeah, there's, there's a few little bits and pieces. There's, so a, bit of, there's a bit of class in the in the, in the yeah, rest of the field. Exactly. There, yeah, exactly. It can win, but it's it's more a, a double figure chance for me. But um, it's a it's a sixty six plus grade, but it's actually mm. quite a bit stronger than that. I mean, um, yeah, it's brilliant. It's yeah. a brilliant race to to finish today. Very competitive. Lots of different mindsets. I mean, yeah, if you go through a few of them very quickly, flying missile, I'll, I'll probably look to risk flying missile. That could definitely be to my detriment. Um, I just. Taj from one. If it gets in a speed battle, I think it might wilt late. Um, if it takes a sit, it could be a difficult spot to get out of for young Taj. I'm not sure how it will go against the older horses either. Um, it can beat me. That's fine. I'm about six, seven dollars flying myself, so I'm not. I'm not super long with it. McCanto, I'm happy to take on. I think he got a, the world perfect run the other day in a weaker race. Uh, now it carries more weight in in a harder event, so um, it maps nicely. But it's it's one I'll take on. Um, uh, happy to take on Chevelle de Varga. Happy to take on Secret Plan, who's current favourite. I'm $15, $16, I think, Secret Plan. I'm going to wait for the senior to go back on and either go up in grade or just cop the weight and before I consider Secret Plan. So, leaves a few. I'm not. I'm going to make my decision on the day who I have a bet on, but um, all-day session should have been in the stewards report for held up the entirety of the straight last start. I'm not sure why it wasn't. Mm. Um, it goes super. Jumps really well for Brad Rewilla and and – I just think it's so much of a better horse than we realise. Um, like it's it beat Kiss on all four cheeks over twelve hundred. It's run second to Clairvoyance. Um, it's it's run second to Triple Missile when, when coming along the rail. It's carried weight well in the past. Brad Willer and it get along really well. Uh, it was probably a better run than I see Red. I see Red went left sort of half outside the leader. The day I ran second to Triple Missile it actually beat Secret Plan home. Yeah, so mm. I, I think all day session, but I, I thought it was one the market might miss here at seven bucks. Yeah. So I've marked all day session a slight favourite, but um, that's purely also in my mindset that the inside part of the deck might be the place to be. Yep. Um, and the other two I really want to touch on were Star Trade, uh, who was never in the race first up. Um, it'd be interesting. Is the jury still got to be a little bit out? All that great form in Geraldton was great, but his first up run was really good behind Rockinori. Um, doesn't read it on paper, but was a good run. But we still we still don't know how Star Trade measures up in town. So we would have loved to have seen it draw a gate. Um, Ten just is just a bit 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 sticky for it. But um, yeah, yeah, I, thought I don't I thought- think this is a bad ten like yeah. some of the others. I saw. I don't think this is ad- as bad a ten. Mm-hmm. Um, as some of the others, but uh, you are right. It would have been interesting had started. Then again, Star Traders never settled under a horse in Geraldton <laughs> in this last 30 <laughs> stars. So probably wouldn't know itself what to do on a rail. Um, but look, what one we'll look at late, and I'm not going to have anything on now. It's, I think it's about 30 to 1 at the moment. Uh, and I, I don't, I think we're probably a run short still, probably waiting for a wetter deck. It's, it's false statement. So false statement beat Rockinori in a trial. Searching Rocks was a mile back third. Um, then came out first up and early in the day, massive rail bias day. Um, Brad Willer parked out the back, got wide, was 60 and a half, and it was the quickest last 200 of the day comfortably. Uh, it was just aesthetically very, very, very hard to miss. Mm-hmm. Um, if you actually compare that with Star Trade, who went around on the same day, carried less weight, went slower to the six than um, False Statement did. Um, and False Statement ran a significantly quicker last two. Star Trade, they did sit up a little bit, but Brad, I don't know if Brad Rewilla was all that interested on False Statement either. So that's that's 
I don't like comparing them sort of like that so much, but one of them is going to go around six bucks. One of them is going to go around 30 or $40. So if false statement can tag star trade into the race, getting wide, like false statement knocked off beret before it came out and did what it did last campaign, um, ran big races, probably should have beaten Angelic miss that day, ran fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is backing false statement, you're going to back the horse. It's last three wide line and you need a bunch to finish. So you almost want OBH to kick up flying missile to kick up. Chevelle de Barga um, to go forward or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Chevelle even Al Norman led over 12 and 1300 at last campaign, um, first and second up. So uh, you want it to go forward. You just want you need it to be one of those mess races mm-hmm. where they're all bunched and something comes down the center. Yeah. Um, and I'd be, I'd be, yeah, really keen. Um, but all of that happening is, is quite unlikely. That's why I said I think they're probably, it's probably going to put in another slasher and run sixth. Or something along those lines, but um, look, if it if it gets out to a bit longer price, it'll it'll probably get me. Um, the other one, sorry, I wanted to consider um, along with all day session. If it is playing that sort of rails in run type line nicely, like that is Dunbar right down the bottom. Dunbar's going real good. Clint Johnston Porter going on can't be underrated. Um, this is harder than what it's competed, but CJP um, following a horse like Flying Missile getting off at the right time. It, it could be a right right time, right place job, but uh, yeah, it's a cracking way to end the day. Um, my, my current market is sort of all day session, five six bucks, flying missile six bucks, star trade six fifty, Dunbar ten, false statement eleven, no yeah. white flag eleven, secret plan fifteen, Meccano twenty, upwards others. Okay, so but that's with no confidence. I'm going to wait to the day and get a pattern. Yeah, yeah. that's tiring. Yeah, it's. Uh that's really good placement, I reckon. I, I think from Pete Fernie there, Dunbar slides in half off the limit, gets right down the weights, low draw. No one better from a low draw than CJP. So, mm. um, yeah, that's going to be an interesting watch from a market point of view. Um, if he sort of gets squeezed out, which is likely to do in such a such a in a race full of so many chances, it might be. Even out to 17 now, a part yeah. of me sitting here like thinking, geez, that is that just the each way bet? Dunbar each mm. way at near 20 to 1 from mm. for the probably our leading hope. Um, a horse you know is going super. It was basically held up the entirety last time out, but and um, also, but this is this well, is a significant step up in grade. Yeah, the first I think the first three or four home in that Dunbar race all came down the middle of the middle of the track. Um, yeah. whereas uh, he had Paul Harvey went back to the rail from and last from gate 15 and sort of had to cut through there. Um, yeah, that's yeah. – I, I hadn't really considered Dunbar until you um, until you shone a light mm. on that one too, so I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind. Shine a light on <laughs> I, I, I was just – I was just really just wanting to be on all-day session wherever it went next. Um, oh. It was – just I thought I was see this is this is what's wrong. So I've called out a session a five dollar favorite. Mm. I just thought I'd say fifteen bucks each way. Mm. I'd press that and that would be me and I'd be done and off we go, you beauty. And I think I'm just surprised it's not longer with the sixty and a half against good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just thought I would see a better price. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just I just like love the way that it began, love the way that it traveled. And if it gets out, probably, you know, like has to go close to winning that race. That's a super fast, high pressure race. Rock and Ori, Search and Rocks, MTA, excellent dream. Rep finished sixth in that race. So, um, yeah, strong race, strong form reference. Uh, can carry weight. Had some real spike performances. The Money Maley, his team's flying. Um, Brad, I like it. I reckon all day session in the get out. That's the way to go. Big watch on Star Trade. I sort of gave, gave him a push. First up, uh, nothing went right. Sort of 
Chris had to make a decision whether whether he was going to be behind or in front of um, Christy Bennett on Cryptic Love and ended up getting dragged back through the field into an impossible position. And uh, the closing speed was there, but it just wasn't wasn't suitable. So expecting a big big lift from from Star Trade, but for me. Um, I think all day session, I reckon this is his race. I'm very keen in the, in the get out. So Yeah, I, I think I need to, this has got a bit of sluice box two starts ago when I thought I was going to say the price never did and went off it, you know, mm-hmm. even though I've marked it a $5 favourite. What price are you? Well, I, I wasn't even as short as you. I, I was still six fifty for me. So, but I was yeah, okay. I was almost six dollars. The, the it's a field. horse that can be the target of strong support. But you almost feel with all these runners, you could you, you should almost just hold fire. Yeah, um, and hop in late. There was huge money for Star Trade to beat um, to beat its Ray Day and Rockinori and all those last time out. So, it's probably going to be well supported again. Um, yeah, I. I don't know. I don't know. I I'm definitely I'm with you. I'm with you with all day session. I just um just you said I just thought I was going to see double figures. That's all. Sometimes that flattens you and you, you you show a bit less. If it's ten if it's ten bucks, I'm sitting here going oh ah oh, you know just yeah. just like that. So anyway, yeah. I, I I just I'm just in that frame of mind at the moment where um Ashley, you know when uh, the stables like Ashley Malley when they have their runs, it's just like you just got to sort of. You just got to be along for the ride, and um, I'm a massive fan of following form yards. I think yeah. it's so underrated when doing your form. And I just, just the way that I just this horse just travelled so sweetly underneath Brad first up the other day, and just and the, the hopefully the speeds on here, so because he can get on the bridle quite strong all day session and travel mm. strong. So if this is a pressure race with no white flag and OBH and a couple of others zooming across and he can he can be just off them in a rhythm, then that makes us then that sort of alleviates the sixty point five. Um if he can get into the rhythm the rhythm is key. If yeah. he's in a rhythm and peeling at the right time and, yeah. and has a nice head start and some of those ones we mentioned, um yeah, that could be all she wrote. Yeah, so it's all day session, um and Star Trade are the two horses that I'm really focusing on in the in the get out. Uh, I'm gonna wait for a pattern, but all those sessions, yeah. I'm with all day session too. All right. One of my favourites. Yeah, he's been good horse to you, hasn't he, all day session? Is it funny that he wasn't in – I thought the fact that they missed the stewards report, um, that might help us with a bit of a price as well, but it wasn't to be. All right. Uh, all right, so let's take a break and we'll be back with our best, our maddies and our lays for Rack and Tour Stakes Day. Okay, we're back with our Betfair best betting propositions for Rack and Tour Stakes Day. Over to you, Terry. What's your Betfair best? Uh, I I I I am I'm tossing up, BJ. I I'm tossing up. I, I I'm gonna have two bet fair bears because I can't decide. It's race one, double digit, and race six, savage one, save scorpion storms. I like those two races. They're the they're the main two plays for the day. All right, I'm gonna go bold and I'm gonna lock in my bet fair best in the last all day session. Let's uh, let's go for gold here, Terry. I like that. In the get out the crown towers all day session, about ranging from anywhere from six fifty to seven fifty at the moment. Um, he's my bet fair best of the day. Okay, madness uh, twenty to one, twenty one dollars plus at time of recording. What do we got? Uh, I'll go with race nine, false statement. Um, we get definitely, I won't be having a cent on if it's playing uh, on speed, but uh, on top of all day session, if they're making a bit of ground out wide, uh, I'll have something on false statement. Hopefully we get even bigger late. Okay. Touched on this horse earlier in the preview, but uh, I thought down in the weights from a low draw, Wonderkind could be $30 plus uh, uh, SP um, in a thin old race. 
with no weight on its back, Keshaw, Duran, Neville, Parner, we thought Wonderkind could be the uh, the blowout there in race two of the day. Uh, late? Late. I think, I think we just have to take on the the Prince Turbo, dollar forty five in the first. That's my lay of the day. Oh, so your best is double digit then. Sorry? No, Barra Magic. Yeah. Barra Magic. I mean, <laughs> stop double digits actually all the way. Double digits between four and 450 across the board now mm. as we've been recording. So that's the, that's the money maily money, I reckon. Yeah. This yeah. is the, the money maily is coming in. That's still plenty. As I said, my notes, I've said I wanted $3 plus to bet. That were, that were my very simplistic notes. Um, secret plan in the last is favourite at the moment, BJ. I'm a clear double figure, so I'll take on the uh, Cerise and Right Runner again. Wait for the senior. All right. Well, that is – we're done, mate. Um, brave new haddish type performance from you today to, to get out of bed in front of the Zoom uh, <laughs> for a couple of hours and just, just produce the goods like you normally do, Guru. So thanks for uh, thanks for um, getting uh, getting off your deathbed to uh, to record the 1-1 one, one, episode 128. Are you going to uh, close us up this time? Yeah. I reckon just because just, just of – I reckon it's my 126 episodes in. I reckon it's time. You, you can send us out, I reckon. Send us out. You, yeah. have, you, have you had enough to say? Yeah, I'm done. You're done? All right. Yeah. So um, thanks again to to Terry uh, for uh, <laughs> for everything that he's done today and uh, for all the winners he's found. Obviously, don't forget, Terry Layton was the uh, tipster of the month again, just, um, just leading the way there uh, among um, thoroughbred racing tipsters across the nation. Congratulations to you, Terry. Uh, congratulations, of course, to Timmy Gears. That's four mastermind victories on the trot. He uh, he knocked off Dane Hollingworth. Thanks, Dane, for having a crack. And Timmy will be uh, will be looking at uh, being one of only three contestants to have won five masterminds when he lines up next Thursday. So congratulations, Timmy, and thanks again. And of course, thanks to our producer Jen for everything that she does piecing this uh, this show together. But um, but racking to a stakes day. Really looking forward to seeing the good three olds in action. There's a few other good races there on the program. Big day for Money Mail. If you've listened to anything we've had to say on uh, on the show thus far, but um, good weekend, everyone. Go West Coast Eagles, and until next week on the one one.